This is the Michaelated Show, episode forty today. It's a forty, and we have very special guest tonight in the studio. Maybe a little bit distance, which is good. Al Burbuhakis. <laughs> and we live. Al, how are you doing? I'm wonderful, my man. How are you? It's been a long day, but it's I got things done that I wanted to get done, and it's good, and I have you on the show. Wonderful. Well, I'm happy to be here. It's uh, been a long day on this end as well, and uh, I'm actually back at the office. I took a brief minute to go home and uh, have dinner, walk the dog, and, and now I'm back here for this, but I'm happy to do it. So Appreciate it. Uh, yeah. I yeah. See Thank that. you for having me. Is this, is this your office, or is this the lunchroom? I cannot tell. This is... Uh, it, it's kind of both. This is like, I'm currently sitting in my office, uh, but just outside of the doors behind me is, yeah. uh, additional office space for staff. Uh, and then just to this direction yeah, is, yeah. uh, no, sorry. I lied this direction. That <laughs> is, uh, sort of a, uh, staff lounge area, kitchen and, uh, sort of a living room couch, mm. TV. And we actually have a ski ball machine in here too, which is kind of fun. <laughs> oh, what, what, what machine? Ski ball. It's like, uh, Ooh. You see it in arcades sometimes. It's like a long, like a like a bowling alley that's kind of small and raised, and you uh. shoot balls up it, and you have to jump them into a series of hoops with different points. Mm. It's like a yeah carnival type game. It was actually something that uh, my wife Nancy uh, bought me as a wedding present Ooh. for our wedding because I don't dance, um, and she figured I would probably be bored at one point or another and need something to do for entertainment at the wedding nice. and skee-ball ski seemed like the most uh you know viable option i guess so we she did it and it was awesome it was a hit that's amazing <laughs> it, it actually ended up being uh you know at weddings when people want you to kiss they you know clink the glass and you get up and you kiss every five minutes well we switched it up and if you wanted us to stand up and kiss, you had to score 50 points on the skee ball machine and then we'd get <laughs> up and, and, and smooge. So yeah. it was, it was fun. Is yeah. it, is it, and now it's to... uh, like a staple in our office. Yes. Is it easy to score 50 points? Is it... No, it's not. It's like, there's probably four rings varying in size from like, you know, this big. And yeah. then the middle one is like just bigger than the ball itself. Hmm. So it's, it's pretty tough, but if you practice enough, you can you can get it in there, you know, a few times. But uh, it's not it's not super easy. <laughs> and who is the master of this game in the shop? That's a really good question, actually. I feel like people, like I see people all the time. They'll walk by it on their way to the kitchen to like get a coffee, and they'll just like pick up a ball and, and take a shot. But I, I can't say I've seen too many like hardcore competitive matches between staff, but yeah. I'm sure there is uh, some sort of a ranking that exists that I'm just not aware of. So <laughs> I'm going to get to the bottom of that and I'll let you know. Okay, and yeah, uh, appreciate yeah we should, uh, we should get you over here one of these days and uh, you can try your hand at it. If you have not tried it before, it's definitely something you need to experience. Yeah. I, I grew up with playing a lot of foosball. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So nothing like foosball at all, but uh, I mean, you know, if you like games, you'll like it. So we'll leave it at that. <laughs> yeah, I think it's very. It's a nice way to connect with people. Those older games, totally. you know, you you hang out together, and it's a yeah. common purpose. It's nice. Totally, and a little bit of competition between people is healthy. And uh, if you can keep it fun, then it's great. <laughs> mm. Yeah. How long have you been there now? It's this new location. That's everything looks so new over there. 
Yeah, it is pretty new. I mean, it's an older building for sure, but uh, we basically gutted the interior and completely redid it uh, to serve serve our needs. So um, we we took possession of the building um, actually just about a year ago, like this month. And oh wow, it, yeah, it, it's been uh, it's been quite a process. But I mean, taking taking on a project like this at this time of year, we had you know, maybe a month or so of work before things kind of slowed down through the holidays. Um, so it's not like we were actively building it for a year or anything, but, um, I'd say probably in January, it really got started, um, like full time we'll say. And it was a a consistent, consistent work, um, from then right through until August when we moved in, um, you know, during the, the first, unfortunately I have to say that now during the first peak of, of COVID, um, things did slow down a little bit. Like we had to have, there were, there were days uh, like before COVID that there was like, you know, 15 people working in here at any given time, like four or five different trades with, with multiple people all working, uh, which was awesome to come by and see that like that many, that big of a team, you know, helping build this, this dream of ours. Um, But then unfortunately we had to sort of thin things out a little bit through COVID just to keep everybody safe. So we had you know, uh, as few people in here at any time as possible, but all the, all the contractors that worked here were so amazing. Like they basically created a schedule where they could work around each other. So everyone could get in and do what they needed to do in the priority that it needed to happen. And they were happy to just modify their, their work times to, to be here. So, I mean, somebody was here, like, you know, almost round the clock, it seemed getting mm. something done. So yeah. we didn't have to completely stop. And that uh, allowed us to, to be here today working and operating because we probably would have still been putting the finishing touches on this if we'd had to completely wow. stop the work. Uh, so we were, we were super lucky. We yeah. were really, really lucky. Yeah. What, what was the original timeline? Like if you said you bought it a month ago, uh, last year. So that was like yeah. where... Did you have a plan, say, hey, I'll be on in this shop, new location in a year or six months? Uh, well, so when we first took it on, um, we kind of knew, you know, taking it on uh, right before the Christmas holidays that we wouldn't get much done until the new year. But there was a lot of planning that had to happen and, and being able to get into the building and walk around with the engineers and the architects and all that, that was yeah. really, really helpful. So we knew that was going to kind of be a slow, uh, slow takeoff and then our goal was originally to try and get in here in May. Um, and then a couple of things happened. COVID happened, which, which did slow down the work a little bit. Yes. Um, but well, I guess this is the second thing is, is directly related to COVID as well. But we, we had some uh, very specific equipment manufactured mm. for us um, for our, the automation of our assembly. And the equipment is, is, uh, was all being built in Canada, uh, in Montreal actually. So nice. the company that was manufacturing it for us, uh, they had to shut down completely for several weeks yes. because of COVID. So that delayed us taking delivery of this equipment. And that stuff was really crucial to, uh, finishing the construction here. Like the parts of the building had to be constructed, you know, sort of in and around some of this equipment. Mm. So we couldn't really get things finished up. Um, and moved over here until we could take delivery of that. So that definitely delayed things by, by a few weeks, but all in all, I mean, it wasn't too bad. We, we were shooting for May and we were in here in August. So a couple of months with with everything going on, like the world was, you know, collapsing around us practically and, and being delayed a couple months to, to move in here was the the least of, of our concerns. And there were so many people that were affected by it uh, so much more severely that we were, we were grateful that we just had to, 
sort of keep working in our, our previous location and that we were able to keep working. Um, we didn't have to lay anybody off, which was amazing. Good. That's like, I think, you know, every business owner's worst nightmare is to have to tell their staff that they can't come to their job and, and, and earn you know, money to support themselves and their family. So yeah. not having to do that was, uh, was a dream. Uh, so the couple months delay was, uh, you know, it was an, it was a non-issue. We, we made it work. And then when we did finally get in here, um, it was like, it was incredible. Uh, the, the amount of space that we, we have to work now versus the no space we had to work before. Yes, I've seen it on social media. Yeah. It was like, you know, night and day difference, um, space and just, you know, some of the tools that we have at our disposal here, we, we, we truly, you know, designed and built this place for the exact yes. purpose that, that, you know, we use it for. So everything is, is very kind of custom made to facilitate what we're doing, which is a very specific, you know, project. Um, so it's amazing. It just gives everybody, uh, the tools they need to do their job, you know, efficiently yeah. and comfortably. And, uh, I won't say easily because our team, they work so hard every day to do what we're doing. Uh, but we like to think that they are equipped to do mm-hmm. it well. Yeah. And, uh, that makes it, you know, uh, less less difficult i'll say not not easy but just less difficult <laughs> yeah you mentioned montreal right yeah that's where you used to play in the band right yeah that's i lived there for uh probably just about 25 years yeah um and yeah i did i played in a band for many years uh, i worked a lot of jobs did a lot of a lot of things i was sort of my uh the, the majority of my life was spent there and uh yeah. a lot of you know what i do today and you were the it's all from that. you were the drummer that's correct. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Damien. I, I wish, uh, <laughs> I wish I could play a little bit more than, than I get to these days. Um, it's, you know, after I, after I stopped playing in the band, uh, which was like, you know, I won't say it was a full-time job because I still worked a job, but, uh, you know, we, we were pretty, pretty active with it. And, uh, when I stepped away from that, um, I, you know, I maintained a, a passion for, sure. for the instrument and for music, but it's just become a little bit of a, well, a much smaller part of my life than it was. And, and I, I miss a lot of things about it. And I, I keep saying like, I, I got to start playing, mm. you know, not necessarily in a band, but like, I just want to play music again. And yeah. uh, I'd love to you you know, get back into a studio and, and record and, and do some of that stuff that I, mm. that I really enjoyed so much. So it's on the list. I have a, I have this life list that's growing every day of things I want to do. And it's, it's on the list. I need to just bump it up a little bit in terms of uh, its position on that list. Cause you know, it, it's important. Yes, yeah. very positive, uh, you know, outlet for all kinds of things. You on the on the left, you have a little bit of room. You could put a drum set right there. There's there's all kinds of room here that I could definitely set up uh, set up the drums and and you know in in uh, at whatever point welcoming people into this space is is appropriate. Um, mm. It would actually be a really good location for that. My my house is small. And uh, my drums are stuffed in a corner in the basement. They're set up, and I, you know, I, I do okay. play them occasionally, but uh, not really conducive to having a you know a group come over and, and set up with additional gear. And uh, it's, it's pretty tight for space. But mm-hmm. I, I have to say, I've never actually considered uh, you know using this space as an outlet for that too. But why not? It's uh, mm-hmm. it's here. We do other creative things here. Why not? Uh, why not write music too? <laughs> yeah. I love it. Do you write down those things? You, like the bucket list? Do you have a bucket list and you actually write things down or is it just in your brain? Yeah, it's in the brain. Um, I don't, I do like to make lists. I do write a lot of things down um, okay. often just because I, I can't remember everything I need to have, you know, floating around in my head at any given time. But no, I don't have a, 
an actual list per se, but it, it's, it's up here. Like mm. I, I add things to it frequently and uh, you know, I do cross things off. I, I try and have experiences that are important to me when I can. Yeah. Um, and then I, you know, I tick them off. I do have an actual list, a physical list of places I want to travel to. Mm. Um, I don't know why I decided to actually write those down as opposed to, you know, the things I want to do, but for some reason it seemed uh, more satisfying in that I can, travel to these destinations and then check them off the list. And it seems like a more approachable goal than yeah. uh, what we would call a bucket list that might yeah. take me the rest of my life to start, you know, checking some of those off. But uh, did, did, yeah. you, did you write that in your passport? No, it's not in the passport. <laughs> Man, I had a, I had a really cool, like my, my previous passport had a lot of cool stamps in it. Yes. yes. I, I, you know, I've been fortunate enough to, to do some traveling over the years and, I had a lot of really cool stamps in that passport. And then when I went to renew it, they take it away. And, and uh, like, you know, previously when I'd renewed a passport, they, they punch a hole through it and they mm. give it back to you and they say, okay, well, clearly this is no good anymore. Cause they've, they've punched a hole in it. But when I renewed my last one, they, they took my old one away and they're like, no, like, you know, uh, you can't have this back. Shoot. And I was, yeah, I was kind of bummed. It was like a really great souvenir. I'm not big on, on collecting souvenirs from, from when I travel, not in the ter- in terms of like you know material things, but um, having a passport that yeah. shows all those all those destinations uh, was was kind of cool. But it's still it's up here. The memories are still there, so it's all good. <laughs> yeah, it's good to know. For the next one, you just photocopy it first, you know. Yeah, that's right. And then, or I'll pretend I lost it and just apply for a new one. <laughs> yeah, I still have my German passport, and you, we had this um, because we immigrated, and my dad was the applicant. You have the. Um, uh, the permanent residency glued okay. in, glued into the passport, right? So I yeah, you don't want to not have that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm Canadian now, but you know, it's like yeah. it's nice still to have that. So because my kids, when they get older, I can show them. Hey, look, this is how Dad looks with hair. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> no, that's a cool thing to have. That's that's a big piece of uh, of your history, right? Like yes. Yeah. Um, how old were you when you when you came to Canada? Twenty one. Um, okay. And my passport right. picture was like they, they I could still smile. Now they changed that, right? Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. Now it's all serious, but like Yeah, no I, smiling, yeah. no hats, no anything, no yeah. fun, like just you have to look like you're having the worst day of your life. Yeah. And then uh and then you also have to appear that way when traveling so they can verify that your passport and you are the same person. So yes. You could be on your way to the best experience of your life and you still have to look like you're not having a good time at all. <laughs> yeah. So true. We got passport pictures done for Albus when he was like six months or, yeah, and he could just like sit up and his head was supported. Yeah. And, and we didn't know, but back then um, he had a shirt on and says, tough guy or little tough guy. And yeah. they, they don't like that. <laughs> No, no, not like not at wow. all. Because it just should be plain and simple. But right, it, nothing visible yeah. at all. Yeah, but it made it into the picture. <laughs> That's awesome. That's cool. That's uh, you snuck that one by. So yeah. I had one of my one of my older passports. Um, I had a really long beard at the time, like probably down to like you know halfway down my chest. Wow. And um, I was wearing like just. <laughs> so happened that like the color of clothing I was wearing, my beard just like blended in with it. And it just looked like I had no <laughs> neck at all. It's like my, my mouth just went straight to my, my chest. It just completely covered my whole neck. It was not, uh, not a flattering photo, but, uh, yeah. what it was. <laughs> Did you ever braid your beard? No. I mean, you know, occasionally my, uh, I or somebody else would, you know, end up twisting it into little, little knots just as a, you know, something to fidget with. But, 
never uh mm-hmm. never really you know wore it like that i would say i have a good buddy back home that has a i don't even know how long his beard is now it's it's been growing since i've known him and he rocks it in like a series of really tight elastics, like super tight mm. wound little, you know, sort of a, like a rat tail type thing, but yeah. it's so long. It's insane. And when he take, he, he wears it like that, like every day, all day. So when he takes those off, it just explodes <laughs> into this big, like long cloud of beard. It, it's actually quite, quite incredible. And, Excuse uh, me. Yeah. He's, he's well known for it. He's bald and just rocks this crazy long, tight beard, and uh, yeah, it. that's his look. I can't imagine him any other way. Mm, love it. How many years did it take you for your beard to go way down to the belly? Um, it's a good question. I mean, I kind of started growing it when I was, I don't know, like in my late teens, I guess. Oh. And um, it, you know, like everybody growing a beard for the first time, it takes a while to start coming in, and you kind of like embrace every centimeter of growth you get so i probably just let it go for a long time and then eventually realize like hey it's starting to get long mm. uh so it, it was probably a few years before i really did any kind of <laughs> trimming or grooming to it at all just to get every last bit of length possible yes. uh and then you know I, i would i'd shorten it up grow it out again shorten it up like change the shape here and there but uh yeah it was definitely a few years and then probably three years ago now i uh Actually, I can't say I cut it. I couldn't bring myself to cut it. I wanted to cut it because the curiosity started taking over my my head. Like yeah. it had been so many years. I was like, what would I look like without a beard? And, and I, I couldn't yeah. even think what, of it, but what, I couldn't bring myself to cut it. So what is a chin? Uh, I, what's that? <laughs> what is a chin? I haven't seen yeah, it. Yeah. Like, what is my, what is my, what does my face look like without a crazy, <laughs> you know, full beard? Uh, so I, I, Nancy had to cut it for me. She, she wasn't trying to encourage me to do it but i said like i want to do this but i can't do it so she had to physically take the scissors and cut it mm. and uh yeah it was one of those moments that is like so irrelevant in the grand scheme of things but at that time it seems like the biggest decision of your life yeah uh, but i got over it pretty quick <laughs> yeah they say when you cut your hair a certain way or like you make a change to your hair your appearance usually that means you changed also internally a little bit i believe that mm. i mean i think you you go through life stages and and the way you choose to carry yourself and the way you make yourself appear is a big part of how you how you carry yourself as a person so yeah. I, i believe that i don't know that i've ever really thought about that internally in terms of like when i make changes to my appearance in some way but uh i totally believe that i think it, it falls right in line with uh kind of where where you are in life so mm. I'll, i'll subscribe to that yeah or it's like you let go of things you know it's, you have totally to- You had a situation, and then it's poof, that's okay for me. Yeah, change is good, man. I'm I'm learning that more and more every day. Like to be able to change uh, what you do and how you do it, and and adapt to what's kind of happening around you is is so important. And uh, I think the whole world is experiencing that in a way right now with with COVID. Like, yeah, people are like, there's so much. Obviously, there's so much negative you know, surrounding all this. Like, it's awful what people are going through and how it's affecting people's lives. But then you know, there is a bright side to everything. And mm. during all this, the the number of people who have, you know, taken on creative hobbies or, or pursued new, you know, career paths or, or interests out of, out of necessity or, or just boredom or what yeah. um, it, it's, it's amazing. Like people are doing incredible things in the world right now while this is all happening. So uh, you know, some people have to just adapt and keep going and other people are like turning their lives upside down and inside out and, and like redefining themselves and what they do and how they do it. And 
it's amazing to see. Um, yes. There was I heard something on the radio the other day actually, and I can't remember all the percentages and numbers, but it was the percentages of people that have taken on certain new you know, uh, whether it's playing an instrument or a sport or, or, uh, you know, doing something like strength training or, or, uh, anything like that. People that have like come out of retirement to take on, you know, new forms of work to help contribute to, you know, things, you know, getting back to normal. And it's yeah. amazing. People yeah. are amazing. And, and this is, they this are. is proven in a lot of ways. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. I, I find that people had the opportunity when it all happened in March to everything was shut down. Everything was closed And then you sit down and you have that time. And then you, yeah. you, you know, you can, you keep yourself busy maybe for a couple of weeks and this is great, but then you did all of everything you wanted to do. And then it's like, what am I going to do with my life? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think there's a cycle. You, you embrace the first couple of weeks where you're like, oh man, I don't have to go to work. I can stay home. I can be with my family or whatever, yeah. or just like I can play video games all day if that's what you're into. Like, mm -hmm. so I think people kind of like, they peaked and really enjoyed that. And then started yes. realizing like, Oh, like I'm, I'm stuck at home. I can't do anything else. And I don't want to do just that for days and days and days endlessly. Yeah. So I think a lot of people kind of like dip down and started going a little bit crazy and, and like, you know, stir crazy and, and feeling cooped up and, and mm. confined. And then I think it's, it's an effort to come out of that. Okay. That is what started making people find creative uh, outlets for things, you know? Like I'm bored. I can't do this anymore. I need, I need something else. And that's where, you know, the, the creative juices start flowing as you could say. And, yeah. and people started finding ways to, uh, to do things that they wanted to do or do new things that, that they had never done before. And uh, mm -hmm. it's cool. I mean, I've heard so many stories from, from people directly or just kind of, you know, in, in the world of things that people have started doing. Uh, I had a conversation the other day, actually, we had, um, we had somebody, uh, I was, I was doing an interview with somebody and they were talking about how their, their son during, during COVID had decided they wanted to start a business. Okay. Uh, and this was like, you know, like a young kid, like he's a young teenager, he's like 15, 16 years old. And he wanted to start like a, like a t-shirt company. So nice. he, you know, started doing the design work and, and found a way to get the shirts printed and, you know, built a website and all the rest of it. And, you know, he started this, this small company doing something that he was excited about. And, and the whole thing came out of, um, you know, boredom or whatever you want to yes. call it through COVID, you know? Yeah. So it's just an example of, of, you know, I'm sure there's so many people out there that have pursued new, new interests like that um, because it was something to do. And then who knows where those things will lead. People's lives will be forever changed by decisions like that, that they made, yes. which all came from this. So yeah, it's a terrible thing. And I mean, I don't think anybody would, would say they're, they're glad that it's happening, but there are good things that come out of even the worst of things. So that's just an example of that. I like that. It's good to highlight that. Yeah. Why not? I mean, you gotta, I'm not saying I'm always a ray of sunshine. I, I can be, I can get down and, and negative too, like everybody, but mm. uh, you know, if you can try and look at something positive, you know, yeah. that's buried deep in something that is, you know, very awful. Uh, why not? Why not look at that? You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I know for example, Tristan and uh, Tristan P trash, he used to live in Thunder Bay and, Yeah, he's cooking a lot, and he worked in the in the business, and then he um, he started his own YouTube channel now. Oh, really? Yeah, because you know the place he worked in in Winnipeg closed down, and then he felt okay. he assessed the situation, and then he was like, hey, you know what? That's what I'm going to do now. And then he said he's he's going to give it one year to make it, and if it doesn't happen, then he does something else. But at least he can he gives it a try, and he puts his heart that's and soul into it. 
Yeah, that's awesome. Good for him. Like, uh, you know, we, we have some history. We, we worked together for a little while and, uh, mm. just, you know, both worked in the industry here for, for a few years. So, um, I'm, I'm really happy to hear that. And that's, that's exactly like we were saying, it's an example of somebody that's pursuing a new interest. And, uh, yeah. that's cool that there's like a, you know, he's put a timeline on it and, and he's accepting to just, you know, turn, turn that off and move on if it's not going, uh, you mm. know, the way, the way he wants it to go. Like, um, that's, that's great. I'm uh, really happy to hear that. Yeah. He never shows his face in his videos. And then last video, he actually showed his face. <laughs> oh, really? Is that, is that like part of the, the theme of it is, uh, no, no visual of, of the person himself? Or? Yeah. I think it was like how he, how he, how, how he does it. And then suddenly you, I saw him and I had huh. him on, I had him on the podcast and I was, I, I didn't do video back then because I just, right, okay. and I just started it. And so I was like, ah, oh, man should have had you on video <laughs> yeah no kidding show everybody what the face looks like <laughs> yeah, it's awesome okay it's funny. So, so the um this new place you are in now there there is this i've i know you've talked to all and everybody already about this but there's this new um internal room in the facility right yeah that's right we have a, a clean room Yes, a clean yeah. room. So that's very, was this the plan? This was like, this is what we're going to do. Yeah, it was. Um, when we first started thinking of uh, options to expand into a larger facility, um, we knew like our, our previous facility, we, we got into it uh, in a three-year lease. And at the time, naively thought that, that, we, that place would last us forever. We figured like, we're going to renew this lease <laughs> we're going to stay here for 10 years or more. And, you know, about a year into it, we started feeling the walls kind of closing in on us. Um, That's crazy. So we started thinking like, all right, what is, what is the next move going to be? And for a while we talked about trying to lease like adjacent space and break through the walls and expand where we were. Um, and then, you know, more and more things started coming up that made us realize like that space was just not meant for the kind of business that we are. So yeah, We, we stepped out of that that sort of concept and and decided like all right we need to find a a really big space that will give us room to grow because growth happens and we've experienced how quickly we outgrew something that we thought was going to be big enough it's crazy so the a big enough space was kind of the first thought and then you know right behind that was we're gonna have an opportunity like we knew we were going to take on uh, like a warehouse type setting that was going to be kind of a blank canvas for for what we wanted to do yeah um, so then the, the next thought was, okay, we need to build a room or a space for the production itself. And if we're taking on a, a warehouse type building, which is exactly what we've done, we can't have food production happening just in the middle of, of the warehouse where there's, you know, uh, forklifts driving around and yeah. people walking around and, and materials that are not supposed to be coming into contact with your food. And mm. so you know, the, the first thought was like, all right, well, we're going we're gonna to build a room. We're going to build a room inside of the warehouse and uh, we'll, we'll basically build it like a kitchen, you know, in a restaurant type thing. Uh, and the, the more we thought about it, we just realized that we need, we need more versatility than that. We need something that we can expand on uh, in time because as we grow, the needs for the content of that room are going to grow, mm. uh, equipment and space and all the rest of it. So we started looking at the, the idea of a clean room because they're, they're modular. So ah, it's basically uh, four foot wide by 10 foot tall 
panels that are like a high density foam with uh, FRP, wow. um, which is a, you know, like a, a plastic type fiberglass material that is extremely cleanable, non-porous. So it's perfect for food, uh, you know, safe food handling and, and food environment. So, and then you, ha- you have the luxury of basically saying like, okay, I want, these are the dimensions I want. I want it this long, this wide, this tall, and we want this many windows and doors. And, and it's like, you can completely customize it in, in every way you want, which I mean, you can do that just building a standard room as well. But the difference is when we want to expand on it, we can literally remove one of the walls, push it 20, 30, 50 feet down and, and, you know, build the fall of the, the, the other walls up to it and, and close it in and just, you know, add bigger and bigger chunks to it as we go. Mm. And uh, that, that gives us flexibility that, uh, you know, a room that is built with, you know, studs and drywall and all the rest of it just doesn't really allow for. Um, And, and it's just an, it's an optimal setting for, for food production. It's extremely clean, hygienic. Um, It's, it's an airtight room. It's actually like a a positive pressure room. So when you, when you open the doors, uh, air will be pushed out to prevent any contaminants from coming into the room. Mm. Um, It's a completely HEPA filtered environment. So the air that's inside of that room is being, pass through uh, HEPA filters, I believe it's 36 times an hour. So oh, wow. there's, there's like no chance if something were to find its way into the room in terms of a contaminant within minutes, it will be washed through these air filters. And I mean, we're talking HEPA filters, these are like medical grade filters. Yeah. Um, it's also actually get, like, right? yeah, well, so funny you mentioned that the company that uh, came and built this room for us, uh, they were from Toronto while they were here building our room they were commissioned to build uh, 90 more rooms like this across Canada wow. specifically for uh, ventilators to be manufactured for COVID. Wow. So, yeah. So, I mean, that's basically the type of environment it is, is uh, primarily like pharmaceutical, uh, you know, laboratory settings, medical equipment, manufacturing, yeah. aerospace, cannabis, like things that are very sensitive mm-hmm. or uh, need to be kept extremely clean. So, do you need this to make hot sauce? No, but we need a facility that can be operated under sort of the most ideal conditions of cleanliness and, and sort of safety. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's all worth it because we, we just uh, underwent a really big sort of intense in-depth inspection, uh, like a federal inspection. Okay. And, you know, when you have a uh, government inspectors come in and run through your business with a fine tooth comb, uh, having having that room is is an immediate uh, impression of like okay I you know mm. likely am not going to find a whole lot of problems with what's happening here because to go to that extent uh, for yeah. what we're doing is, is sort of a, a sign of of how we try and handle things uh, as as professionally and and thoroughly as possible so it's a huge asset for us and uh, I'm I, I'm so glad that we chose to go that direction mm. does does the room have a nickname or is it just the clean room. You know what? It, it doesn't, but it's funny you, you say that because we do have nicknames for most of our equipment. Like <laughs> each piece of equipment has, has a name and it, it generally, it does tie into whether it's a, you know, a model number that has a series of letters that kind of naturally sound like a, a name or something, yeah. or, or they're just totally random. And we like, Oh, that looks like a, this or that, mm. you know? Yeah, um, but so. no, the, the, the clean room does not have a name, but that's going to change now. I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to bring that up tomorrow when, when <laughs> some of the staff are around and see if anybody has like an immediate thought of like, oh, it should be called this. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to get back to you on that and let you know what its name is going to be. Okay, I like that. 
got to be something bold. It's a big room. So, mm. yeah. You, you know, I like how the perception changed and with you and Nancy where you you already realized what's happening now and you made you created that flexibility where in the future you you are where you are but there's opportunities for you to adjust quickly yeah i mean that that's huge like we were saying about adaptability with with uh you know anything um, in business, I've learned, I mean, we're still, we're still pretty young and in, into this business and, and business in general. Um, but we learned so quickly that you got to be able to adapt and, and roll with the punches because you truly don't know what's coming your way. And, and it could be a curveball in, in two different directions. Like mm. you could encounter major obstacles that force things in yeah. a different direction than, than you planned. Uh, which is not always a good thing, but again, you got to adapt and overcome and, and be able to find a way to succeed in, in that scenario. Um, or, or you don't and, and you fail, <laughs> which, you know, it happens and, yeah. um, or things start going really well and you have to adapt to the changes that happen due to that. And mm -hmm. fortunately we've kind of been on, on that curve. Like we started this business and, and there was, there was absolutely no intention for it to be a business. It was a hobby that slowly, uh, I shouldn't say slowly, kind of quickly turned into a business concept. And then once we committed to that, it, it, it took on this, this life of its own and, yeah. and it gained this momentum. And it I know we kind of talked about that uh, when we spoke the last time, how, how things just naturally evolved and grew. Yeah. And, and it's like, I, I've, I've described it this way before. And it's like, sometimes it feels like a giant ball of fire, like racing down a hill and, <laughs> You can't stop it. It's, it's going and it's going to destroy anything in its path to get where it's going. Yeah. And the best thing you can do is just sort of contain it and, and, and help guide it in the direction you want it to go. Because, yes. you know, we, we've, we've started creating these products that are now uh, all over the world. And yes. I mean, sure, we could just, we could just turn it off and say, all right, we're done. Mm. But that's, that's not what it seems like people want. So there's this momentum, there's this natural growth that keeps happening and it's incredible. Um, but it's challenging because it does, it does throw curveballs your way every single day. Like, uh, especially recently, like we've experienced this sort of like peak of, of growth. I shouldn't say peak, but, uh, this particularly sort of like rapid rate of growth over the past, you know, year, year and a half. And, yeah. um, it's forced us to scale up our operations in a lot of ways that are very challenging and and we're learning how to do it as we go because we have not done this before yes we've never point. built uh you know we've we've built a dedicated manufacturing facility here specific to one product that we've never done before uh, you know until doing it right now so um there's there's so many obstacles that you have no idea are ahead of you and you don't know until you encounter them and it's too late to find a way around them. You've got to find your way through them mm. and deal with it. So a lot of our days here are spent troubleshooting, finding solutions to problems. And, you know, we have uh, an amazing and rapidly growing team of people here that are so committed to what we do um, as are we. So, I mean, we truly work as a team to find, find ways to, to overcome the, these, these obstacles and, I mean, it makes us stronger, like, like so many things, you know, uh, the, the, the challenges that we encounter, um, and, and we, we adapt, we, we adapt to them. We find 
I don't want to say ways around them because it's more like you have to you have to find a way to deal with it. You can't just avoid it. So we we figure them out. Yeah. Um. And and it really helps helps with that growth process. And um. It just it makes us a stronger team, makes us a stronger business, and it really shows us as as business owners how you know committed our employees are because we'll we'll you know sit down in the office for hours sometimes, and it seems like we're just banging our heads off the desk trying to figure out how to how to overcome something. And, and we always do nothing has stopped us yet. And, and I'm pretty confident to say nothing is going to stop us. We mm. will always find a way to, you know, adapt and overcome and, and make, make the things we do uh, or we want to do happen. Um, beautiful. So it, it's so, it's so important. And every day, like I'm saying this right now and tomorrow I'm going to, I'm going to experience a, a slightly higher dose of that. And again, the next day and the next day, and it's just part of it. Um, yeah. My, my job, you know, within the company has largely become uh, communicating with people. And, and I talked about this with, with Nancy recently, you know, I found myself coming home from work and, and, you know, she'd ask me like, Oh, you know what, tell me what happened today. Like, you know, she has other businesses, so yeah. she's not, she's not at this business every day. So the days that we aren't together here, you know, we obviously want to, you know, share what's, what's gone on, you know, through the day. And, and I found myself, I found this trend of saying like, well, I, kind of feel like I didn't do anything today because all I did was talk to people all day. And, and that is, I realized like that's become a big part of my job now is communicating with people. We have multiple departments within the company and yeah. have managers of each of those departments and then, you know, more employees working under them. So there's so much uh, conversation to be had every day about whether it's issues we're dealing with or just, you know, plans, where we're going, what we're doing. Uh, and that really has become a big part of the job is just, communication and 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 troubleshooting and problem solving there's no 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 business exists without their fair share of problems and it's it's how you deal with them that i think defines you uh, more than you know uh, how you avoid them mm-hmm. how do you yeah. how do you like that change um it's it's interesting like i i love it in a lot of ways uh it can be frustrating at times like when you do spend so many hours of your day uh you know problem solving it can be mentally taxing for sure um but I always come out of it feeling stronger. And I think we all do as a team, like we, we deal with these issues, we get frustrated and, and we, we get uh, motivated at the same time to find the solutions that, that we need to, to overcome the problems. Um, and I think we, we come out on the other side of it feeling stronger, more capable um, and, and sometimes unstoppable, like something mm-hmm. will come our way. And, and for a, sometimes for a brief moment, we, we almost feel like it's going to defeat us and this is going to be what, what brings things to a grinding halt. And then it's like, no, look back at all the things that we've had to deal with growing this business. And we've always, we've always come out on top and we've made it work and we're not going to stop treating it like that. And I think we all feel an amazing sense of, you know, relief and satisfaction and, and sort of empowerment when, when we do find these solutions and then we just keep on going and, and keep, keep growing and and moving forward. And it's a really great feeling. So um, yeah, I think all in all, it's a, it's a really positive position to be in now because it having the time to spend, uh, you know, devoted to those issues is is so important. And there was a time when I was in the kitchen, you know, peeling onions every day still. Yeah. And uh, that's a super important job that we now have several people doing. Um, but, you know, nobody had the time to think of think of the bigger picture at, at, in those days and, and deal with these problems when they came along. Mm. Um, so I'm actually really grateful to be able to have this role now as frustrating as it can be at times. 
the fact that that we're at a, at a point where I can make this a big part of my job means that you know we've we've gotten to to that level at least, and and that's you know that's success in my books. I don't I don't feel like uh, this company has to become uh, you know the, the biggest corporation on the planet to consider it successful. I, I I love what I do. I love creating jobs for people, and and I feel I genuinely feel like you know our employees uh, who are also our friends, like we're really a big group of friends here. Everybody walks around and, and for the most part, you know, morale is high. People seem to like their jobs and that makes me feel amazing. So to me, that makes me feel successful. Things could, uh, could stop growing tomorrow and, and stay where they are or, or even, you know, uh, shrink down a little bit. Uh, and, and I would still feel like, like, you know, I'm, I'm successful because I love what I get to do every day. Yes. Um, and I feel like other people get to have that same experience, uh, you know, because of what we've created here. So it's, it's an awesome feeling. Mm. Yeah, so you you like it? I like it. I do like it. I don't uh, I don't feel like I go to work every day. Mm. I feel like I have a place that I go every day, and I have people that I spend my day with, and I have things that I do. But uh, it's it's uh, I definitely don't feel like a, a nine to fiver that goes to the office and then goes home and goes to the office. Like, yeah, that's what I do technically, but. Uh, mm. I've had that job before, you know, I've, I've been that guy that sure. goes to work and punches the clock and counts down till break time and lunchtime. And then, you know, by Monday evening, you're already counting down till Friday. And, and that's, that's a reality for a lot of people that are, are stuck in a job they don't love. And uh, it's a tough spot to be in. And, and I mean, I, I completely understand that, but when you find yourself not feeling that way um, it's, it's, it's a luxury, you know, and I consider it, uh, mm. it's, I don't take it for granted because it could all stop tomorrow. So yes, the the part with the communication is now you specifically, right? And I know you said that you changing um, the role a little bit and you communicating a lot during the day, and it feels like ah, maybe I didn't get as much done today. But is it? Does yeah. it? But communication is that like I wanted to know? Is this is good for you, right? You like that? Yeah, it is. Yes. It's okay. it's a really um, it's a really positive thing. Like it, it does feel sometimes I have to stop and, and reflect for a few moments on uh, what what was accomplished over the course of a day of just endless communication with with so many people. You know, there was a point in time, you know, through the early few years of this business where uh, my day was largely accomplishing like physical tasks, like you know, processing food, filling bottles. Uh, yeah you know, uh, shipping, packing orders, um, do it like until not that long ago, I was still driving around town doing deliveries, you know, yes. and, and I, I actually really loved doing that because I got to interact with, with our customers, you know, a few times a week. And, and I, I do miss that, mm. um, you know, at times, but that, that was largely what my job was, was, um, getting things done in, in a physical sense. Whereas now it's, it's more, um, you know, it's more thought, it's more thought based and, and, and communication based. So I do spend a lot of my time in the office, whether it's on the computer, emailing, uh, you know, people or, or on the phone, talking to people or, or in person with our staff here, communicating about uh, whether it's problem solving or just, you know, planning for, for the coming days, weeks, months, years, you know? Yeah. Um, so it, it does sometimes take me a minute to realize like, okay, what I did today I did get a lot done today, but it's a very different type of mm -hmm. getting things done than when I was running around physically 
getting things done with my hands all day. So yeah. it's, uh, it's a shift for me, especially, you know, I came from many, many years of cooking, uh, you know, in restaurants uh, before I did this. And that's very much another type of job where you're, you're on your feet working with your hands all day and you spend 12 hours at work and you go home and, and you physically and mentally feel like you got a lot done. Yes. Uh, whereas like, you know, in the type of position I'm in now, um, I definitely mentally feel a very busy day of, of communication. Mm. Um, but sometimes I, I, I think like, well, what did I actually do today? Mm. Uh, and I have to kind of like regurgitate it in my mind. Like, Oh, right. I talked to 13 different people today about, you know, two dozen different topics and yeah. we found solutions to all these problems and got all these wheels in motion. And, and, you know, we have a lot of irons in the fire for different things and, and someone's got to put them there and then sort of like observe them and, and, and maintain them. And, and that's a lot of what I'm doing is, mm. is sort of just, uh, keeping, keeping things moving in, in the way we need them to go. And yeah. we're really fortunate to have, uh, you know, a, a pretty large staff now that are, are handling all of these elements individually. But, um, you know, I, I've kind of found myself in the position where I'm just, you know, trying to, trying to guide everybody a little bit. And, and I'm learning as I go, like I've never been in a position where I have this many employees, you know, working with us, um, and, and trying to make sure you're, you know, being, being the right kind of leader to all of them in, in a unique way, because everybody needs, you know, leadership in different ways. Yeah. And and I'm learning as I go. And, uh, you know, I I feel like, I feel like it's working pretty well, but, uh, there, there's a lot to learn and and a lot to understand still as it happens. So it's, uh, it's a really, it's a really kind of eye opening experience for me. Yeah. Does it come easy to you to, to let people, take over the things that you used to do? Does that come easy to you? No, no, it's hard. <laughs> it's really hard. <laughs> um, it's actually a conversation that happens pretty frequently here. Um, so, you know, a, a year ago, a uh, year and a half ago, maybe there was myself and and one other person who was uh, like a manager, basically. Yeah. We were still a small team at that point. We were like, you know, four people. And <clears throat> we pretty quickly grew in, in numbers um we're actually we're, we have 17 employees now which is crazy it doesn't wow. like i feel like i'm saying something that's not true when i say that but it is and it's crazy yeah um it's just- so we've now kind of we've, we've broken into we have like departments so we have uh, a general operations manager uh we have a, a production team and, and a production manager we have a, a cooking team and, and and we have a couple of sort of like lead cooks who are managing the, the kitchen side of things. Now we have a team of people who are, are like the, the, the food prep team and someone managing that team. <coughs> Excuse me. I need to just take a drink of water. Mm. Yeah. It's okay. So yeah, there's this, there's now not only a team of people, there are a team of, of managers and I have had to slowly, you know, with each of them, let go of certain things that I used to do and, and pass them on to, to these individuals. And it's really challenging. And I know they've experienced similar challenges and we talk about it quite often how, you know, I, I passed on the, the cooking process of, of the sauce itself to um, Daryl, who is now our general operations manager at the time he was kind of the, the cook and prep guy and helper and, and everything. He, he kind of did a little bit of everything as did I, yeah. as did everybody at that point. Um, and then as, as more became 
uh, as we took on more, uh, people had to be a little bit more specific in their roles. So eventually, uh, so I found myself having to pass that process on to him mm. and I was, it was hard. It was very difficult to show someone, <clears throat> trust them, and then eventually step away entirely and just kind of hope that it's going the way you would choose to do it. And then he found himself in the exact same position, having to pass on that knowledge to another person <laughs> because he no longer had time to do that himself. Yes. And then the person he showed had to do that with another person. And yeah. now both of those people have just done it with another person. Wow. So it's like this sort of like, uh, it's this chain of, of like passing off a responsibility and teaching somebody, but letting go of it is, is I find really challenging. And I know some of them do as well. And we've talked about it kind of in, with, with a very, uh, very lightheartedly, just like, man, is it ever hard to just let, let something go? Yes. And, you know, when you develop a system for something or a method for something, of course you feel like that's the best way to do it. Mm. And then you introduce that to someone else. You do your best to, show them and instruct them, but also give them a little bit of freedom to find their own way, as long as it's within the, the boundaries that you kind of set. Yeah. Um, but then when you, you step back and you watch that happen, it's not, it's not always as easy as you think it's going to be. You catch yourself like, ah, like I might've done that this way, but the outcome is just as good or better sometimes. So I have to just bite my tongue and let, let that go. You know, yes. I mean, I don't have kids, but I imagine it's a similar process raising a child, you know, you, you teach them, you know, you do your best to teach them the things that you think they need to know, mm. but then eventually you have to just let them go and do their thing and, and hope, hope for the best, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and that's what we've had to do with everybody, but yeah, it's not, it's not easy. And, and I find every day little things I'm, I'm starting to, you know, um, allocate different jobs to people that, that I, you know, have been doing. And, and it's that same challenge to a certain degree every time. And mm. I think that's just a, a part of my personality. I'm, I wouldn't say I'm a control freak, but I do like to find systems and methods for things and, and sort of uh, refine them as much as I can, which then does make it hard to pass it along. Yeah. It's so, a process. You, you learn is, that yeah. over time. It is a process and, yeah. and it's uh, it's a learning process too. Just, you learn a lot about yourself as you it's you true. start to show other people <laughs> yeah. how to do things and then how you respond when they don't do them exactly as you show them. Yeah. You can either say like, no, that's wrong. Do it this way. Or you can say, you know what? You're actually doing that differently and it's every bit as good or better. Mm-hmm. And and I think finding, finding the right type of person to uh, pass knowledge to is you know if they can take that and and refine it even more then you've you've picked the right person so sometimes being learning that lesson kind of the hard way reminds you that like hey you know what i actually did a good job here because the person that i chose to do this uh they're better at it than i am now so Mm. that's good in the interests of of the business that's a good thing uh you know some people might have have too much pride to admit that someone is better at something that they show them how to do but it's, it's a reality. Yes. Um, you know, I, I used to physically, you know, cook every batch of sauce with my own hands. And I feel like uh, at this point I have to say, uh, you know, the team we have cooking the sauce every day, they're probably cooking uh, a superior product to, to what I maybe was doing at the very beginning. There you go. And, uh, and I'm okay with that. Yeah. I'm proud of that because we, we've, we've all done that together. So mm. it's, it's a good thing. Perfect. Yeah. 
Good. Do, do you cold shower at all? I'm sorry? Do you cold shower? Uh, I do occasionally. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've, uh, I thought I'd switch it up a little bit and ask you some other questions. Yeah, for sure. Um, I've, I try, like, I get really curious about, about weird things like that. And uh, sometimes I'll, I'll try them and decide, like, nope, I hate that. Mm. And, and sometimes I'll be like, you know, this is great. And uh, for a while, actually, I experimented with all kinds of uh, different, like, cold exposure, cold showers, just general cold exposure in the winter, you know, not wearing a jacket, that kind of thing. Okay. And uh, it, it does, uh, yeah, it does crazy things to your body. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I actually have a, a really strange kind of rare condition uh where i actually have like a mild allergy to the cold oh so if i if i expose my myself to the cold for you know longer periods of time uh i get really itchy and kind of like hivey and it's extremely uncomfortable so crazy uh, yeah like even like swimming in a cold lake uh is is can be bad i've I've actually passed out a few times wow Um, yeah it's like it's a it's a it's an actual condition i thought for a while i just Mm. was you know didn't like it, but, uh, okay. And that's why yeah, you decided to cold shower to toughen it up and see if you can get through it or. Well, yeah. So, I mean, it, when I first started noticing that this was happening to me, I, I was younger and, and I didn't, I didn't think much about it. I just thought like, Oh, like, you know, when I'm cold, my hands get itchy or whatever. And, uh, mm. wasn't a big deal. Um, but then when I recognized that like, it, it's actually a, a thing, um, yeah, I thought, you know what, maybe I can, maybe I can overcome this by, by desensitizing myself to it. So, I did try, you know, different methods of, of cold exposure and cold showers are kind of one of the more easily controlled environments and that you can slowly down. turn. Yeah. Yeah. You can, you can kind of like, that's what I first started doing was like slowly turn the heat down. And then if you need to, you can kind of quickly turn it back up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's definitely not something I do every day, but once in a while in the summer, it, it's nice. It's mm. nice for sure. But, uh, yeah, I, I definitely like trying, trying things like that. Uh, you know, I, I listen to a lot of podcasts and, and stuff like that. And, you know, I, I often will, you know, hear a conversation about uh, something, you know, someone's doing, um, you know, whether it's something, uh, you know, diet related or exercise related or, or just mm. something like that, you know, yeah. and, and it, it kind of fascinates me sometimes. So I'll, I'll try it out. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I did that uh, a couple of years ago. I, I, you know, listened to a few people I know very well talk about uh, fasting yeah. And, and kind of intrigued me. So I decided to try it. And, uh, you know, it's now become a, a part of my, my life every oh, day. And, uh, okay. So, yeah, it's just an example of, of how curiosity on, on a subject led to uh, what I feel has been a really, you know, positive change for me, for me personally. And I think probably a lot of people, you know, experience the same thing. Yeah. So you eat every 12 hours? Uh, no. So I, I first started... Uh, I kind of jumped into it a little bit aggressively and, and I was doing like a, a one meal a day type fast. So like, basically like you fast for like 23 hours and then you eat within a one hour period. Everything uh, you can kind of, yeah, you yeah. basically can just eat, eat with no limitations and, uh, and eventually, you know, the hunger goes away. But, um, yeah, I did that for quite a while. And, uh, I honestly tried it just out of curiosity. Didn't think it was going to be something I, I stuck with, but, ended up really liking it. I felt great. Uh, so I kind of just kept going. Mm. Um, and it just became, it became normal. It became just how, how I chose to, to eat. Um, and then just recently I decided to kind of switch it up a little bit. So I've, I've played around with, with the windows and the times of day and the days and all that kind of stuff. Um, so I, I've learned that, that changing up the routine can actually have increased benefits. Okay. Um, 
you know, your body gets complacent with, with certain things after you do it for long enough. So switching it up has, has been positive too, but uh, yeah, it's just, uh, it's just another example of like, you, you try something out out of curiosity and it ends up being really, really great for you. Um, mm. Yeah. I don't know that I would go back to uh, the way I, I would have done things, you know, before. So yeah. proof that uh, trying things out is, uh, is a really, really good thing to do because all kinds of good stuff can come from it. I agree. That's yeah. good. Do you, so s- do you have breakfast in it all or no? Um, yeah. So like right now I'm doing, uh, what they call like every other day fasting. So, um, I'll, I'll eat dinner Sunday night and then I won't eat again until, um, Monday night for dinner. So I'll, I'll, I'll fast all day Monday and then I'll eat dinner Monday night, but then I'll eat Tuesday. So I'll get up Tuesday. I'll have breakfast, lunch, dinner, and then, uh, dinner Tuesday will be my last meal till dinner Wednesday night. Uh, and so, so I do that every other day and, um, it, it works for me. I, I feel great doing it. Um, it's also nice to not have to worry about, about eating for half of the week. You know, you, you don't have to think about making <laughs> breakfast, planning lunches, you know, all that kind of stuff. So there's the, mm. there's some convenience, you know, factored into it that I definitely benefit from too. We have, we have busy days here and uh, yeah. sometimes not having to think about, you know, that kind of thing is, is a benefit, but, um, yeah, so that's just kind of what I'm doing right now, and and uh, I'm I'm always open to, you know, switching it up and trying different things. Um, but it seems it's feeling good right now, so I'm kind of just going with it. So, out of curiosity, you don't get hungry then before you eat again? Um, no, honestly, I don't. Like, I mean, sometimes, sure, you know, um, like if if I have a, a particularly busy day, sometimes in the middle of the afternoon, I might I might feel a little bit of hunger. Um, on a day that I am fasting, but, um, honestly, I think it's more mental than physical. Sometimes, yeah. you know, I'll, I'll find myself in a conversation about food, which naturally happens a lot around here. Um, and then sometimes talking about it will, will make me start to feel hungry. And, and I know it's mental because I know that I don't need to consume that food in the middle of the day, mm. uh, to be able to like function and, and feel good. Yes. Um, so it's definitely a mental thing. Our, our, our mind is very powerful in terms of uh, what our body experiences. So uh, I know that that's, that's a lot of, you know, what it is as opposed to like physical hunger. My body saying like you need food right now because, you know, you really don't a lot of the time. Yeah. So it's like the last rep of pushing the weight up. It's just like your, your body thinks you can't do it anymore. Your muscles tell you, you they can't do it anymore. Or the mind yeah. even. No, actually the mind tells you you can't do it. Yes. But the it's mu- so... It's yeah. so mental. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do, do you med- so mental. Do you meditate then? Uh, th- you know what? That's another thing that I've been uh, trying a little bit lately. So like lately, lately, no. But uh, a, a couple of months ago, a few months ago, I guess, um, I I was kind of inspired to, to change up a few routines in my life. So um, mm. I decided I wanted to try uh, doing like the 5 a.m. wake up thing. So... Yeah, I, I I decided to I, I want to start waking up at five, and for years I've told myself that I wanted to to learn to run. I thought being able to run would be an amazing uh, way to to get exercise, and it's easy and that you can just put your shoes on and, and go. You know, yeah. um, and it was one of those things on my list that I talked about that I wanted to do was, was learn to run. And you know, I, I'm a, I'm a bigger guy. Like it's not I'm not I'm not really built for running. <laughs> But I thought, you know what, I'm going to try. So yeah. I kind of threw that into the mix too. So I was I was getting up at, at five and uh, and I would go out and, and I would just kind of 
run. I, I would run as much as I could until I, I felt like I just couldn't do it anymore. Um, and I did it pretty consistently. I was doing it every morning for, uh, for several weeks in a row. And by the end of it, I was feeling pretty comfortable running for, for, you know, a few kilometers. And, nice. and uh, I didn't honestly think I would get to that point. Um, and I was really enjoying it. I was feeling great. And, and so, sorry, what got me onto that was I, I kind of threw some meditation into the mix too. So I would, you know, get up, go for my run, come home. And, uh, I was following this, like a guided meditation program, mm. I would do that for a half an hour before I would, you know, get ready for work. And, yeah. uh, the combination of all those things was, it felt really incredible. Um, mm-hmm. I'd find myself at like seven thirty, eight o'clock ready to, to start my day, but then I felt like I'd already accomplished so much and, and had this really calm, calm feeling from, you know, the exercise, the mental stimulation, and then, and then also coming down, you know, with, with the meditation. And I'm really just, uh, I, I haven't done it for a little while, so I shouldn't say I'm just, it's kind of on pause, I'll say, but, uh, I was just getting to that point where I was starting to understand the the concept behind it. And, uh, I, I really didn't understand it at all before I went into it. Um, I thought of it very much as, uh, the, the stereotype you see of meditation, you know, sitting with, with your, you know, your arms like mm-hmm. this and, and like, it, it's so much more about, you know, your focus and where you choose to direct your mind while yes. you're doing the process. And I didn't understand all that. Um, so it was really interesting. I learned a lot just, uh, just going through some of this, this class. Um, and I would, I would like to, to get back into it. My, uh, my routine has, has been, uh, a wrench has been thrown into the works. We, we got a, a new puppy uh, about a month ago. Yes. And it, uh, he, he has, uh, he's changed our routine in a few ways. And uh, <laughs> that, that morning routine that I had going, it went out the window uh, when he came into our life, but you know what, on the flip side, uh, we're taking him out for walks a few times a day. So Sweet. still, yeah, still getting that, that exercise in and, uh, and feeling really good. So it hasn't been a, hasn't been a bad change at all. He's, he's amazing. Mm. Uh, I mean, he's a puppy, so he can be a handful, but, uh, yeah, he's, he's awesome. So I, I'm definitely happy to have, you know, switched things up, but, uh, I would like to try and further the, the learning of the meditation a little bit. And mm. it's something that, uh, I honestly, I took an interest in, um, more so when I started getting kind of deeper into business, I kept hearing and reading about, you know, these very, uh, accomplished, um, successful, you know, business people. And there was this sort of common thread that I kept noticing and, and meditation was one of them. And, yeah. you know, you, you, your, your mind gets so, um, you know, filled with, with, all things business sometimes that you need to, you need to just like disconnect from it. And, mm. uh, some of it is, is stress. Some of it is just, you know, excitement, um, a combination of, of all those things a lot of the time. And I think you need to find a way to shut it off. You yeah. can't, you can't clear it out of your head because you need those things to, to exist in, in your mind to be able to <clears throat> work on them every day. So you can't push them out of your head, but you need to be able to switch them off. Mm-hmm. And then turn them back on, you know, and, and I think that's probably where people turn to meditation um, for that clarity for whether it's five minutes or, or an hour or two hours or a day. Like I, you know, I've read that some people will take like meditation retreats where they go mm-hmm. for days somewhere very calm and, and they will essentially, you know, uh, exist in some form of meditation for days at a time. And uh, 
that's pretty intense. Like, I think you probably have to be very committed to that um, and have the time and the means to do that. But you know what, if, if I can uh, sit down for an hour every day and, and, and experience that mental clarity, I think that could go a long way for um, the longevity of, of having that focus on, on business and, and just on, on, on personal growth. I mean, all these things I just described that I kind of dabbled in to see how, how they affected my life. It, it was all, in the interest of just, you know, bettering myself as a person, I, I feel like, you know, we've been really fortunate to, to have this business, uh, you know, find some degree of success and, and experience growth within, within our, our work lives. And I feel like you need to, you need to keep up with that in your personal life for, for balance, you know, yes. um, if you feel like your, your business life is thriving and your personal life is suffering mm-hmm. there, there's a, there's an unhealthy balance there. And, and I started feeling like, I wasn't suffering in any way, you know, uh, I feel like I, I truly enjoy all, all elements of my life, but um, there's always room to enhance and improve. Uh, so I thought, you know, here's a few things that are, are totally accessible. Um, I can, I can affect those elements of my life simply by making changes in how I choose to, to do things every day. Mm. So I kind of just threw a few of them into the mix and, and tried it out. And uh, yeah, I, I really did enjoy it. And some of them are, less sustainable than others. Um, you know, I, I do find the, there was good feelings from it, but, uh, it's not, they're not all going to be things that I practice, you know, every day in my life, but, uh, yeah. it's good to experiment. Did you do visualization? Like seeing, like programming yourself of pictures of certain situations? Um, I mean, I can't say I consciously like practice that as, as a, a concept, but I definitely, um, it's funny. I actually had a conversation this morning, somewhat in, in that direction. I was, uh, I was at the gym and, and I, I had a conversation with my coach about, um, you know, when you, when you begin a certain exercise, you begin it as though you're already finishing it. Like you, you start it as though you're in the process of completing it. So there's not too much build up to it, which can kind of psych you out, you know? Yes. So the, the whole concept was the second you step towards that, that movement in your mind, you've already finished it. Yeah. So like in a way you are visualizing the outcome you want. So, I mean, I know you could apply that concept to a lot of different things in, in your life, but uh, yeah, I definitely, um, I do try and, you know, visualize, uh, I guess less, less in, in a, in a physical way. I can't say I try and like visualize myself in specific scenarios, doing specific things, but you know, I'll try and imagine an outcome that I want. And yes. And, put myself there mentally, um, as, as a means to help achieve that, mm-hmm. uh, you know, whether it's over time or, or quickly, um, kind of like, uh, what are the, what's the, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, like, like a law of attraction type thing, you know, yeah. you, you, you imagine, uh, you imagine something as a way to try and, you know, manifest that to, to happen. Yeah. And um, you, and you leave the way open that way too, because then yeah, you don't say yeah. this, it has to be this way only. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You just, you, you picture, you picture the destination and then, you know, the path you take to get there is sort of just, you know, paved in, in a way. Mm. So w- while we've been talking now, you, you know, I, I totally don't mind, but I, I noticed that it's bing, 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 you get notifications, right? Maybe those are emails. I don't know. But if you do, oh, it's probably, you know what? I have my phone. I have my phone turned on silent, but it's probably happening uh, yeah. on the computer. And that's cool. I don't mind. But that, the, you know, 
the- I didn't even notice that. That's that's. <laughs> I hate to say that, but that's probably such a constant yes. thing in in my everyday life that I don't even hear. You it don't anymore. even hear it anymore. Eh? I don't know. Yeah. Do you do you switch your phone off at night? I do. Yeah. Yes. Okay. I uh, I have a I have a preset um, like a sleep mode. Yes. So <clears throat> from from 10 p.m. until 7 a.m. Oh, perfect. I don't have any. I don't have any incoming calls, that's- messages, yeah. emails. I mean, they come in, but I don't. Yes. I don't get notified of them, but I'm I'm on my uh, my office computer right now, so mm. that's probably what is doing that. Yeah, yeah, and it's uh, fine. But it's yeah. like it's so good to see that you don't even hear it. It's just like no, because, I don't. Yeah, I don't. It's funny um, when you first said that. I was like, "What are you talking about? Like, I don't hear anything." <laughs> and then I remember, like, "Oh yeah, I know. I know exactly what you're talking about now." But uh, yeah, that was something that um, with, it's funny you mentioned like the phone. Um, I, I found myself. There was one. I just heard it. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. That one? yeah. <laughs> yes. Now I'm now I'm now I'm wired into it. So um, that was something that uh, I started noticing was was starting to kind of uh, infringe on my personal life a little bit. Is that connection to work by way of your phone? It's 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 your email. It's your it's your you know the actual phone calls, texts, whatever it is. Um, you're you're constantly tethered to to work with your phone um, and, and I started to resent it and um, I, I needed to sort of find a way to, to, to shut that off. And it's really hard because when you're, when you're very emotionally and mentally committed to, to your business um, you know, sometimes it's, and, and I still, I still find myself uh, getting sucked into it. So like, yeah, at 10 o'clock I will stop hearing notifications, but when I go to set my alarm, when I get into bed at, you know, whatever it is, 10, 30, 11, 12, when I look at my phone to set my alarm, I'll see an email oh, yeah. and, and immediately it turns my brain back on to work. <laughs> and depending on what the subject of it is, sometimes I can't resist. I have uh, to open it up and read it, even though I know it'll be waiting for me the next morning. Mm. Um, I, I can't help it. I, I, I want to know. I'm curious. I'm excited, you know? Yes. Um, and, and so it still gets the better of me sometimes, but by, by setting that, uh, do not disturb mode, you know, it's an attempt to capture a few hours of the end of the day and through the night where you don't have those, those interruptions, mm. uh, to your, your, your sleep, especially like, you know, especially the last couple of years we're doing, you know, business overseas. So yeah. the customers time we have, exactly customers <laughs> we have in, in, in Europe in Asia, wherever, uh, they're doing business and, and they probably presume people in North America are not paying attention to <clears throat> things that are incoming from them. But if you're awake and you see it or you're not awake, but it wakes you up, yeah. you know, so I had to kind of put a, put a stop to that. And that was the, the easiest solution, but it still does, mm. still does affect me. So I do, I do need to make um, a really focused effort to, maintain you know hours of the day that are for for personal uh in enjoyment you know or relaxation or whatever and yeah. try and keep keep the work brain and and the the human brain just just separated a little bit but it's it's hard man like yes it's uh probably one of the things i struggle with most is is not making work something that is just always circulating through my head it, mm. it's it's next to impossible i mean to be totally honest i i believe you because it's yeah, you build it with Nancy together, right? Well, that's the other thing is you know, it's uh, it's I wouldn't say I wouldn't say it's rare, but uh, it's not every every day or every person that you know owns and runs a business with with their partner. You know, yeah. 
And I, I love it. Honestly, we, we uh, operate really well as business partners and as a couple. Um, we, love, we love what we do here. And, and it's something that we, we built together and, and we grew this whole thing together from, from just an interest. You know, yeah. I think because it started so organically um, as a hobby and, and a passion, uh, it's just evolved into something so much more now, but it all stemmed from something that we loved. So, mm-hmm. you know, when I, on, on a date uh, <clears throat> where Nancy's not here with me, I go home, we often will spend an hour or two discussing the events of the day, which is, you know, on both sides, like we'll talk about what happened at Heartbeat and then we'll talk about what happened, you know, at, at Tomlin or at the Chantrell or at Barkeep on her mm-hmm. side of things. So between the two businesses, we, we've now thrown a few extra hours into the day of, of, of business talk and, and we don't mind it. It's, it's just part of our life and, and we accept it, but sometimes, you know, it can feel like it starts to take over some of that personal part of your life. So having that connection, you know, with your partner and your business, mm. it, uh, it, it makes it a little easier for it to roll into your, your personal life. Good. Um, but that's just the way it is. And, and I don't, I don't necessarily want to change it. I just need to get better at defining, you know, the times of the day and, and the days of the week that are for us and not, not just for work, you know, but yeah. it's a work in progress. Yeah. Nobody's perfect at that. No, it's, you know? it's tough. But, uh, you know what? It also just reminds me that I, that I truly do love what I'm doing. Um, I think if you can very easily just turn your brain off of work, mm. it, it probably means in a way that you're, you're happy to just leave those thoughts behind and pick <laughs> them up the next day. You know? Yeah. So I think there's, there's, there's a good, a good sign buried in there as well. Mm. So Al, what do you think about social media? Like for you, uh, well, like from your perspective? Um, I have, I have really mixed feelings on it, to be honest. Um, so I, I'm not a, I'm not a personal, uh, I shouldn't say I'm not, but like, I'm not a, I'm not a very active personal social media user. Um, I have a Facebook and Instagram account, neither of which have been touched for a couple of years at at least. Oh, um, yeah. Like I, I think the, the change for me happened when I was uh, still cooking full time. My social media was like a, a portfolio in a way I would, mm. I would post and share pictures and videos of, of what I did for work, you know, like my, my, my craft, my art form, whatever you want to call it. Um, cooking and, and being creative with food was kind of how I express myself. Um, so that was, was 90% of what my focus on social media was and, and networking, you know, I would, I would use it as a tool to network with other people in, in the industry, other chefs, um, you know, follow other restaurants, see, see kind of what's happening, what's trendy. Um, and then when I, when I stepped away from cooking and, and pursued the business full time, I, I kind of lost I lost interest in, in having a, a, a really strong personal connection to social media. Mm-hmm. So I, I realized how much I did use it as, as a tool for networking within the industry, more so than me choosing to share things yes. for my personal life. I've never been a selfie taker. Like if you were to look through my entire social media profile, you might find three pictures of my face in there and, yeah. and two of them would have been taken by somebody else, you know, and five, um, so five never- beard selfies. <clears throat> 
yeah, exactly. <laughs> Stages of beard growth. But um, yeah, it's never really been about me. It's more like what, what I'm doing and, and wanting to share that with other people like myself that are interested in seeing that. Um, but then, yeah, it was actually like, ironically, I, I left, uh, I left Tomlin, which was my last full-time cooking position, um, in October of 2017 and three years or something now, right? Yeah. Just over three years now, which is crazy that it's been that long. It feels like, you know, it was a month ago that I was there, but, um, yeah, I left, I, I, I retired (laughs) in, uh, October of 2017. And, uh, a few days later, uh, I went to Italy for a month, um, which is actually where, uh, Nancy and I got engaged. Mm. And, um, so that, that trip was really, really significant for our lives, obviously. And it was also kind of a way to celebrate a big change in my life from, from one sort of career in, into another. Mm. And, uh, can I interrupt I, you I, for a second? Yeah, for sure. Uh, did you propose or did she propose? I did. Yes. It yeah. was, uh, it was my, my, uh, my doing. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to share how you did it? Sure. Yeah. It's, uh, it's kind of cheesy, but, uh, cheesy we were, yeah, I'm, man, I'm, I'm like, uh, I don't know if I describe myself as a romantic or anything, but, uh, I, I kind of like that kind of old school, you know, vibe with stuff. And, um, so we, we rented this beautiful villa in, uh, in Tuscany oh. and, uh, the, the owners were, um, they were like all of, all of producers, um, so they had these beautiful um, kind of rolling landscape of, of like an olive grove. And it's funny. I, so my, my sister-in-law, uh, Susan, um, she's a, a goldsmith and Ooh. she has uh, yeah, she has a company in Toronto called attic gold, which you should definitely check out online. Yeah. Just makes the most gorgeous, uh, you know, custom design and, and made, uh, you know, gold and, and gem wow. jewelry. So I, uh, I worked with her and, and she designed this beautiful ring and that trip was actually, um, it was, it was Nancy's whole family, her parents, all her siblings and, and all of her sibling partners, we all went together. Mm. Um, so it was, a, it was a really beautiful experience, you know, having, having that big family all together. So I, I brought the ring with me. I, I knew that I, I wanted to do it in Italy cause it's like a perfect setting, um, also having her whole, her whole family there, I thought would be really yeah. special, you know, for her and, and for her family. Um, so I, I brought the ring with me, but I didn't have any, uh, idea of how I wanted to do it. I wanted oh, it to wow. just sort of happen naturally. So I carried this ring around with me for like two weeks. Wow. How did we were, you, there, we were there for a month. How did you hide and, it? Uh, well, <laughs> so I had it stashed away in my pack when we were at home and then, but I, carried it nervously terrified every day, you know, with me because I didn't know at what point we were going to find ourselves in a scenario where I was like, all right, this is it. This yeah. is where I want to do it. But I'm also walking around as a tourist where, you know, there's people are pickpocketing, you're in and out of cars and buses and trains and whatever. And so I was terrified the whole time. I probably reached down and touched my pocket every 30 <laughs> seconds for like two straight weeks to make sure I had that ring in my pocket. Yeah. And, uh, you know, there was a few moments where I thought like, all right, I think, I think this is it. This is where I'm going to do it. And then the last minute I just felt like, no, nah, you know, it's oh, not it. And, wow. and I would hesitate. And then one day we just found ourselves, uh, we, we grabbed a bottle of wine and, and some, uh, some charcuterie and cheese and, and made a little picnic and, 
we wandered off into one of these beautiful olive groves and mm. it was uh, kind of like the sun was setting and kind of just looked around. I was like, this is about as magical as it gets. Like we're in Tuscany, we're, we're sitting in this beautiful olive grove with, with a little picnic and some wine. The sun is setting. Yes. Um, and we just, we were just having a really nice, uh, you know, time at, at that moment. You know, her whole family was, was back home, you know, just a, a few hundred yards away, you know, preparing a nice dinner for everybody. It was just mm. a, it was a really happy moment. And I thought like, what, what's going to be better than this? You know, it, it was the experience that we were having and, and the setting we were in, in terms of there was so much, uh, you know, like love around us with, with the whole family being on this wonderful trip together. Yes. And it just so happened that we were in this, you know, sort of like ideal picturesque setting as well, you know, in, in the hills of, of Tuscany, like it wasn't intended to be like a postcard type proposal, but it, it not, it naturally just kind of played <laughs> out that way. And I was like, all right, this, this is it. This is as good as it's going to get. Wow. And uh, yeah, so I just went for it. And mm. uh, it's crazy. You, you, you psych yourself up for, I mean, in my case, it was like, you know, probably close to a year that I was thinking of it and, and sort of planning it. And you tell yourself you're so ready and comfortable, but then the second you start to make that move right away, you're just like, uh, and, and the nerves turn on like differently than you've ever experienced them. And like, you know, I've done, I've done different things in my life where you would think you'd be super nervous, like played shows in front of tons of people and, and like spoken publicly and, you know, doing podcasts, like all this kind of stuff and, and like totally comfortable. But then, you know, you're one-on-one with somebody that you love very much and you know so well. And somehow it it brings these nerves on that you've never experienced before. It's beautiful. Um, yeah, it, it was a great feeling, though. It, like, feeling that way as you're about to do something like that is, uh, mm. it reassures you that, like, okay, like, this is something that's very exciting and you really want to do or you wouldn't feel this way. You'd just be passive about it, you know? Yes. Um, yeah, so that, that's how it happened. And uh, it was it was amazing. It was uh, definitely, you know, one of the best moments of my life. Um, and then it's led to to many, many other moments that I would say are, are among the, the best I've ever had. So yes, um, definitely been Yeah, we just celebrated our, our one year anniversary this past September. That's right. And, uh, yeah, it's been, uh, it's been a good first year. So um, yeah, my <laughs> at, at our wedding, my my best man got a a really uh, one of my best men. I had I had two best men, <laughs> and uh, good. he got a really um, really good chuckle out of everybody. He stood up to give a speech, and uh, at that time he had just passed uh, the one year anniversary with with his wife, and he stood up and you know one of the opening lines was uh, you know uh, my wife and I have been married for just over a year. So I'm a fucking expert at marriage. <laughs> and, you know, every, every, obviously he was joking. Everybody, everybody's died laughing, but oh, that's uh, good. yeah, you know, we, we've got a, we've got a solid year behind us and it was a good one. So it's just, uh, we're all, we're all smiles for, for the future. Mm, it's beautiful. Yeah. Thank you for sharing yeah. that. Al. I appreciate that. Yeah. Happy to it. Uh, it's, it's honestly something that doesn't come up in conversation too often. So it's, it's nice to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So I guess what, what led into that was, uh, was the social media thing. Mm -hmm. Um, while we were on that trip, one of the last nights we were there, we were in Rome and we -hmm. went to this, um, amazing, no, sorry, we were in Florence. Um, and we went to this amazing, uh, pizzeria and had this beautiful dinner. Uh, it was, it was a 
literally a hole in the wall, but it was the most unbelievable <laughs> yes, I believe setting, that. you know, and, and we had this amazing pizza and I, I took a photo of the pizza and that's the last post I ever made on my Instagram. And Ooh. that was in October of 2017. So more than three years. So there was this strange, I don't, I don't know. I don't think it's a coincidence, but mm-hmm. the last post I made was right after I stopped my, my career cooking, which is primarily what the focus of my social media was. So yeah. I went on that trip and, and I made some changes to my life, both personally and professionally. And it's like, I, I came home and I didn't feel the draw to social media mm. personally. Um, I've never been a fan of Facebook to be honest. So that's kind of a, that's, that's a whole other story. But um, in terms of Instagram, like I, I realized that it was very much a professional thing for me. Yeah. And now I find myself with, with business. Um, obviously I'm very uh, involved in, in social media and that I, I, Nancy handles uh, mm. basically all the social media for, for heartbeat. Now um, there was a time when, when we shared it a little bit more, but she definitely sort of excels at that. And, and, you know, has, has a real, you know, knack for it more so than I do. So sure. that's something that she's kind of taken on, you know, more full time than me, but yeah. you know, I'm, I'm very involved in what's happening with it. I, 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 you know, I watch it every day. I do communicate with people through it. And uh, there's a lot of discussion amongst us about what we're going to share scheduling of all that kind of stuff. So it's something that I am involved with on a, you know, a daily basis, I guess, but basically strictly in a professional sense. Yes. So I just don't feel the need to, um, to share my personal life in that way. And I, I don't judge people that do occasionally I, I will be judgmental of someone that I think is like oversharing. Some people I think are a little bit too forward with social media in, in what they choose to put out there mm. for everybody to read and, and see. I, I just, it's, I mean, that's just my personal opinion, but uh, sometimes I find myself being a little bit kind of like, you know, why would you, why would you post that? But yeah. um, for the most part, I just, uh, I just don't feel, feel the draw to it, you know, personally, but I mean, it's an unbelievable tool uh, for, for a business um, or for, for an individual, like, you know, if you're an artist or a musician or something, social media is, is it's everything in a way like you, the, the reach you have, the, the people you can access through it. Um, it's, it's pretty incredible. And I think, there's a, a tremendous amount of uh, growth in both both business and and you know people's professions uh, you know in the arts and stuff like that mm. that is attributed to to social media and then the reach that it has. So I definitely have a lot of respect for it and and I understand how powerful a tool it is. Um, but I, I definitely try and keep it in the in the, the business column and not so much uh, not so much personal, but. I like, I like, you know, watching other people's, you know, social media, like lots of friends and family that are very active. I enjoy seeing them share what they're doing. So it's not that I'm against participating in it. Um, I just don't feel, you know, drawn to, to sort of share. Um, yeah. my, my cousin actually just took uh, he's, he's just about to finish a one year social media blackout. And, and he did it in, in that, in that sort of same like personal perspective. He wanted to experience a year of his life, where social media didn't influence anything you did. Okay. So when you were having an experience, you were you were immersed in it in person. It wasn't about getting the right photo with the right filter and then figuring out the right hashtags. And, and I mean, I've done it in the past when you know I was posting personally. I found myself missing something happening in front of me because mm. I was trying to capture the right yes. picture of it. And then you find yourself wanting to make sure you you get your post up 
right away while it's happening and not after the fact. So that people know that that's where I am now and that's what I'm doing right now. Yes. And, and you miss things that are happening in front of you. So it's a different you know, experience. It is completely, you yeah. know, it's like, uh, I, I think a lot of photographers, you know, they have a chance to see things, you know, some, some incredible things that not everyone gets a chance to, to witness with their own eyes. And a lot of the time they probably miss it because they're only seeing it through a lens. And, yeah. you know, people would argue in the opposite direction and say they've experienced it more than any, more than anybody because they've, they've captured it, you know, mm. in the way that they wanted to. And I mean, that's true in a lot of ways, but, uh, you know, I remember being at, at like a concert, for example, and you're trying to take a video and, you know, you're watching the performance through your phone yes. and then you stop and you look you past your phone and you see it in person. Mm-hmm. And I mean, they're two different things. I, I so, agree with you hundred percent on that. I think there is, um, experience the experience, like just making the time yeah. and just be there yeah. in the moment. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or capturing it, but then it's not the same. Yeah. If, if you can, if you can really focus on having the experience and then you're, you're good at capturing it efficiently and quickly and then getting back to experiencing it, that's a, that's a great place to be because I mean, I think everybody should feel comfortable and happy to share things like that with their friends and family yeah. or you know, whatever. But as long as you don't get so immersed in, in capturing it that you miss experiencing mm-hmm. it. And uh, yeah. I see it happen all the time, man. Like I'll be, somewhere and there's something cool happening and the, all you see is this everybody's doing this and then when they're done this they're doing this and it's like you can tell they're just they're so focused on showing other people what they're doing rather than just experiencing it you know yes and uh yeah i just i think it's uh i think it's a healthy exercise to try and remove yourself from it for a while and and that's kind of what uh what my cousin brad is doing he, he took this full year uh, away from it. And I mean, he's very much his business. He runs a digital agency. Wow. Um, so like marketing and, and promotion and all that is, is very much his world. So for him to step out of, of social media entirely and have every moment of his life that he experiences be in the moment and not about trying to capture something and share it. Um, I'm curious to have a bit more of an in-depth conversation with him about mm-hmm. what what that experience was like for him. And, and I feel like that'd be a, a healthy thing for anybody to try and, and really see how differently you experience things when it's not about uh, that, that perfect picture and then yeah. getting the perfect comments and the right hashtags mm. and getting it up fast enough so that you're not posting it too late and, and all that. It's uh, it you can get so wrapped up in it all, you know? Yeah. You get addicted to it. No, no notification, letting go. Big time. Yeah, you have your hand on your pocket. It's not the wedding yeah. ring, but it's like not the engagement yeah, ring. Checking, <laughs> yeah, is my phone vibrating? Did I miss something? Yeah. There's that whole the the whole fear of missing out thing, right? It's like, what what post did I miss? Like you're refreshing your feed all the time. Like, oh, who did I miss doing what? And it's going to be gone in an hour, so I better see it now. And yeah. like, yeah, it's uh, I, I've seen people become addicted to it, and uh, it, it's yeah, it's pretty intense. Mm-hmm. It, it really is. It's it's a very, very powerful thing. I don't know. Have, have you seen the movie? Um, I don't remember what it's called. All I can think of is the social network, which, which I think is the Facebook movie. But um, okay, it's uh, it's on Netflix now. It's a newer kind of a. It's like a documentary style, but there's some mm. reenactment with characters. And, the black uh, Black Mirror. No, they no, have sometimes um, some futuristic stuff. Yeah, no, I know, I know the show you're talking about, but uh, I, I can't think of the name of it. But anyways, it's a it's a social media documentary and it, it's, 
it goes really in depth with uh, former uh, employees of, you know, Google and Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. And they talk about how intense the focus on capturing people's attention is. And, yes. you know, some of them, I remember part of it was, uh, I think he was the former CEO of Pinterest oh. and he was part of a team that, uh, developed this, um, program to sort of get people's attention and, and have them constantly checking their, their, their feed or their profile. And then he talks about how he fell victim to the system he designed and he would go home and he'd be spending time with his family and he would go and hide like in the pantry <laughs> to check his, his Pinterest and see like what was happening. It's like he designed it and then he became a victim of it. So it's it, like, yeah. it's just proof of how powerful it is mm-hmm. and how it can yeah, suck you in and, and before you even realize it and then you're, you're trapped, you know, yeah, the human mind. But, uh, yeah. It's uh it's a tool. And, and if you use it properly, it can be really effective, but it, it can be dangerous too. And, uh, I, I hope to not ever fall into a position where I experience the the dangerous side of it and mm. keep it a positive thing. Oh, yeah, I like that. Yeah, yeah, balance, I like, right? Yeah, it's good. I like your explanation on things and you, the social <laughs> yeah. media game for heartbeat hot sauce is just like, you know, there's so much. I find it interesting you say with the personal, but then you know, heartbeat hot sauce. There is a lot of like the branding is very personal. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's funny, like, as we're talking about it, I'm thinking like, we've, we've tried to slowly start making an effort to include a little bit more of our personal life mm-hmm. in the heartbeat, um, social media. Like we noticed over time that people were very, um, responsive and engaging to content that included ourselves. Yes. And, and I like to think that it's because, I mean, myself as a consumer of, of various things, uh, if I'm really interested in, in a company and, and a product, when I see the people behind it, I, I find it exciting and interesting. Yes. And, and we started noticing that, that when we would post something that had a little bit of personal involvement, whether it's a picture of us or, or something we happen to be doing in our home cooking or, or you know, something we're, we're experiencing, um, we'd get really strong engagement with it. And we realized like, you know what, I think... I think this is something that people would enjoy seeing a little bit more mm-hmm. of. And, and I know we reflected on ourselves from the other side of it as, as consumers. Like we like seeing, you know, businesses share a little bit of the, the inside of what they're doing. Yeah. So we've tried to, we've tried to include a little bit more of that. Um, we're both, I'm not a, a big fan of, of like personal social media and Nancy's not a big fan of kind of being in, in the spotlight. You know, she likes to kind of be, behind the scenes a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, so for the two of us, it's, it's different. It's, it's a bit of a, it's a challenge in, in some ways because we naturally kind of shy away from being personally involved in that. Yeah. Um, but, but I think it's a good thing for the business. It, it shows people that there are a couple of real people more than a couple. There's a lot of real people behind this business, but in yes. terms of the social media, you know, showing our personal life a little bit, especially because we are a couple And, and, you know, we run this business and we're the founders of this business. There's yes. like an extra personal element to it that people kind of like. Yeah. Um, so I, I think it's a healthy thing to share a little bit of and, and people do seem to enjoy it. Um, so we're, we're trying to do a little bit more of that. And also, like, I'm a big fan of, of trying to show the inside perspective behind the scenes of, of the operation of the business. You know, we have, we have a, a nice, you know, 
medium-sized team of people here and everybody is a character in their own way and we like to try and highlight that and show that like hey we all take this job very seriously but we also have fun yes and and i know i really enjoy there's certain businesses who i follow that are very active with posting content of kind of like workplace shenanigans i guess you could call it so we're trying to capture a little more of that and Mm -hmm. share that with people and you know we've, we've done some funny stuff around here you know, since we moved in and, and we've definitely had some fun and had some laughs and, you know, someone will, someone will grab a picture or a video of it and then we'll, we'll post it because yeah. it's cool to show people that like, yeah, we also have a really good time doing this. We're not just strictly trying to push this business as hard as we can and take it super seriously. Like we do take it very seriously, but we also have fun in the process. And again, the response to that kind of thing is, uh, perfect, yeah. is really positive and, mm. you know, like, I don't know how it's probably been going on two years now, but one of our, one of our guys here, Daryl, he's, uh, he's known as the noodle guy. So yeah. you'll, you'll see the odd post or story and it's Daryl having some form of noodles for lunch. And we posted one or two things kind of as a joke. And then people were like, Oh my God, I love this. Like the noodle guy's awesome. Like I want to see more of this. So like, we've kind of kept it this like reoccurring thing that happens. And now uh, we have like, we'll, we'll make a post with no connection to that. And someone will just chime in and be like, what's noodle guy doing today? Or like, show us what noodle guy has for lunch today. It's like <laughs> people like to see that kind of more personal side yes. of thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, you can connect to it and relate to it, I guess. So yeah, I'll, it's, uh, it's an effort we're making for sure. Also, I think for, especially both of you, because they're like you, as you said, you are the founders. It's like people here in Thunder Bay, if they see and consume, what you post it's inspirational because both of you stand now for a company that is worldwide everybody it's exploded it's everywhere it's in, on cnn it's on buzzfeed it's on the hot ones and you multiple times so that it's like people really i think it's very inspirational yeah and i mean you know what if that's the case uh that makes me super proud and happy like um i, I don't think i went into this with any idea of, of being an inspiration to people. But if, if people look at what we're doing and find themselves inspired, uh, I think that's beautiful. And, and I've, I've said a few times and I maintain that I do recognize that um, being able to tell the story of what we've done from uh, an interest and a passion, which became a hobby, which turned into a business which that business has now turned into a, uh, you know, a well-established business. Um, that journey has happened to a couple of people who are, are just kind of going with something that they decided to pursue. And, and I mean, look what happened. So yes. that I, I, I hope that can be inspiring. And, and I've said a few times that, you know, if I find myself in a position where I can help uh, connect with and encourage you know, young people to take a similar path in that, yeah. you know, you may have an interest in your life that you think is just a very ir- irrelevant um, hobby or, or interest that can never tie into your your professional life or, or become a career or, or a project, you know, um, it's just not the case. Like you can turn, you can turn anything that you love into more if you, mm-hmm. if you're really serious about it and really passionate about it. And, I know like when I went through school, um, you know, coming out of high school, the focus was you have to go to university, 
you have to pursue this type of education. And if you don't do that, then you have to go into a trade and become a plumber or a welder or an electrician. And all that stuff is great. There's nothing wrong with any of that. 100%. But no one ever said like, hey, you know, you can start a business. Like you can take this, this hobby that you have or this passion you have and you can create your own job with it yes. and then maybe create jobs for other people with it too and, and start a business and turn it into something something real that's beyond just something you, you do at home for fun or whatever. So yeah. no one no one said that to and, me yeah. and, and I don't it's think true. people are – entrepreneurship is, is a huge thing these days, like way more now than it was when I was younger. Like when I was uh, a teenager, young entrepreneurs – wasn't like a super hot topic, you know, whereas now it, it, it is, it's huge. There's a lot of focus on it, but I feel like the focus is more on uh, supporting and embracing what already exists mm. than encouraging it from a, a really young age. And yes. um, I think that's so important. Like I, I feel, I feel blessed that I get to live my life the way I do. And, and it's supported by a business that we created from, from a, a, just a passion that we had, Yes, you know, that, that it seems like a, it's, it's surreal. It's a dream in a lot of ways. So to be able to, to, you know, talk to younger people and say like, Hey, like this is something you can do. You mm-hmm. just have to be really, truly passionate and committed and you have to be willing to take some risks and kind of put it all on the line and, and, you know, you gotta you gotta jump in with both feet at some point. You can't you can't hang out on the sidelines forever and hope that you're gonna get in the game. You need to just jump right in and yes. go for it. Yeah. Um, at, at the right time, you know, you can't do that recklessly. But nobody, I don't I don't feel like there's enough of those conversations happening with people at that critical age where they're they're picking the direction they're going to go. Yeah. Um, you know, I went through I went through college twice and and university and. And, you know, the things I, I learned and, and gathered were very valuable and they've all in a strange way tied into what I'm now doing with my life. But um, I, I didn't find my, my calling, I guess you could say, in, in any of mm-hmm. those areas. And then this happened and it's like, oh, this is it for me. Like, this is what I what I truly feel like I'm kind of meant to do. Yeah. Um, had, had somebody I mean, I didn't have an interest in this at that time, but had someone at that point in my life said like, hey, like at whatever point you find yourself drawn to a, an interest or a passion, you know, see where that goes. Mm, like, go for focus it. on that a little yeah. bit and, and give it a chance. Like stoke that fire a little bit with, with the idea that, that you can make something of that. Um, I think that's an important thing that people need to at least understand is possible. Yes. Whether they care to do that or not, that that's a whole other thing, but you know, at least make that an option that, that people seriously consider uh, at that right time of their life. Yes, again, I agree. Very good words. Yeah. I want to. Yeah, it's, uh, it, it's, it's something that, that I, like I said, I hope maybe one day I have an opportunity to try and, try and you know, push that idea on, on some people. And if, if one person ends up, you know, feeling the way I feel about my life, about theirs, because of pursuing that, you know, that's amazing. That, that's that's a, a life that's been changed, you know, hopefully for the better and, and playing any role in that is is a, is a wonderful thing to do even even one time in, in your life you know yes yes okay i want to switch it up a little bit um do you know best of thunder bay the walleye does this once a year right definitely yeah yeah and uh obviously you are nominated again and you you there's, there's the finalists now on social media there are sometimes people that um 
they would say, hey, you know, I don't know. There's so much more in Thunder Bay. Why do why are we reducing it to just let's say five or three or four? And and then there's also people who say, hey, we should people should be called out if they nominate themselves. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, but I want to I want to run this by you and want to know what you think. So I think it's great because it highlights local businesses and you know the walleye has this. They do it, and it's a really people look forward to it, and it exposures the community. Yeah. And now, if you are if you run for president, let's say in the U.S., you you have a vote. Also, if you're the president, and the president, right. or like usually the person who runs for office, they vote for themselves, right? Right. Would you if you would would you vote for the other person, or would you vote for yourself if you want to become president? Now, with that said, what what do you think about that? Um, like specifically voting for yourself over another person? Like specifically the yeah, let's let's go with that one first. Um, I mean, okay, so I, I can truthfully say I did not vote for uh, my business in in that particular scenario. Yeah. Um. So. While I chose to not do that, and, and I, I can't say it was because I felt obligated to cast a vote elsewhere for some sort of moral reason. Um, I just didn't, I didn't choose to vote for, for us, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I guess I don't, I don't think there's, I don't think it's wrong. Um, I don't think anyone should be criticized for it. I think if you are excited about the journey you're on with your business or, or your, uh, your whatever project you're doing that is, is involved in something like that. Um, voting for yourself is, is a way to sort of push things in the direction a a little bit more. I don't know. It's a, it's a really, uh, I I have divided feelings on it. Like part Mm. of me, part of me thinks like it's not the right thing to do with, which is probably why I didn't go and, and vote for, for myself or my business. Mm. But I also can honestly say, I don't, I don't really have a problem with it. I don't, I don't think it's uh, I don't think it's wrong. Yeah. Um, I mean, in a scenario like you described with the president, uh, if you're running for president and you are planning to dedicate, you know, four or eight or potentially more in some countries, years of your life to, you know, working for your country, you'll do anything to ensure that, you can get in that role. Yeah. Um, so I think, if, of course, naturally, you're going to vote for yourself. Yeah, but I also uh, think for the business too, right? It's your, like your business is your life too. It is, yeah. I guess I feel like, um, you know, I like I like these uh, these concepts, these, these issues where uh, people get to vote and, and express themselves as to, what they feel is, is the best offering in a particular category. It's fun. Mm -hmm. I really do like it, but I don't necessarily think that it is something that is going to push your business to another level. Okay. You know, people that people that go out of their way to cast a vote for one business over another, um, they're expressing their opinion about something. Yeah. And a lot of opinions pooled together will put you in a certain ranking amongst other people in your, uh, your category. Yeah. But I don't necessarily think that that, 
uh, is what pushes you to a new level of, of success or, or even recognition. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's, it's something you can be proud of. You know, I know, um, I think two years ago or, or last year we, we won for the, like the best locally made product. Mm-hmm. And I was definitely excited. Uh, it was cool to see our name up there with other businesses in town that have been established a lot longer than we have um, to be in, to be even considered in the running with some businesses that I really look up to and think of as, as successful and, you know, producing amazing things and, and putting a really good sort of mark on the community in that way to be put in that category to me is as good as winning. Mm-hmm. Uh, w- whether you win or not to be considered in that way means you've, you've made an impression on people and, and they already are, are inclined to, to, you know, like what you're doing. So that, that, that to me is, is what is to be celebrated, not, not winning or not winning. Yeah. Um, that's how you define yourself, right? Exactly. Yeah. It's, Mm. it's, you know, getting, being, being, it's like, you know, an athlete going and competing in the Olympics. Um, whether you finish with a gold medal or no medal, the fact that you get to go and, and represent your country and, and do something like that, the work that goes into it to be able to go and do that yeah. is, is, you know, you're, you're, you're victorious. Like that's an amazing accomplishment. Mm. And, you know, to, to create something, whether it's a, a business or music or art or food and have enough people recognize what you've done as, as, uh, exciting or interesting or, or just good mm-hmm. um, to be put in, in a scenario like that, where you're considered amongst the top few who are then going to be voted on um, yeah. that, that that's amazing. Like just right there, that's awesome. So I guess maybe that's why I don't feel like getting that one extra vote in that might come from me mm-hmm. to win versus just be in the running. It's kind of all winning. It's like, that's awesome. Like the fact that people would, would, nominate us enough to to make it to the the yeah. finals like that is I, I think that's amazing but uh you know i i also i truly don't think that it's what's gonna you know break you apart from the group and make you more successful than everybody else that's true um yeah so it's like it's a it's a great thing and i mean i i, I don't want to say it's irrelevant but i don't think it's something that you should be overly competitive with as though it's going to you know, put you that far ahead of the pack, you know? Yeah. For for yeah. podcasts, for example, um, I hit a walleye up last year after um, they released their annual uh, results. And I yep. said, hey, can we can we include podcasts maybe for next year? Right? Sure. And, and they did. Right on. Yeah. And, you know, I was really happy about that. And because... As you should be. And it's new... That category, and honestly, I have, I like, I put in, I nominated, like, I nominated myself. <laughs> As you should. You know? As you should. I do. And I have. You're proud of what you do. Yeah. And, and I have. And you want to show people. But also, I like, I have no shame in that because I stand up for what I do and I want people to, and it's not even about other people recognizing what I do. It's about doing what I love. And you Absolutely. know, I wanted to. I wanted to do it because last year I wasn't. I wasn't able to. Yeah, and and that's a perfect example of of you know, like I was trying to say is, um, I think doing that, that you shouldn't have any shame in doing that. You are passionate about what you do. You're excited about it, and you are doing whatever you can do to sort of push yourself to that next level. Whether it's for 
you know, personal growth or gain or, or for the, the project that you're doing or the business you have. Um, it, it's, it's an effort to, to give it your all. And, 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 you know, if, if you nominating yourself to get closer to, or, or winning in the category is a move in the direction that, that you want, then by all means, that's, that's a, that's a perfectly uh, appropriate and, and something you should feel good about doing. Yeah. And so that's where, like I said, I, I kind of fall on, on both sides of it. I, I completely understand sure. the people that do people that don't. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. And I mean, you know, in your case with it being a new category, you, you know, you've kind of started something new. You, you uh, propose that this category be added. And then in doing that, naturally you're going to want to excel within that. Right. So yeah. it makes perfect sense. Had you hit them up and said, Hey, let's get podcasts, which I happen to do in the running, <laughs> but then I'm not going to make every effort I can to then, you know, make a mark within that and say like, Hey, I want podcasts recognized and I want to see my podcast recognized as potentially the favorite amongst them. Yeah. Not uh, even that. Like, no, but I mean, just I wanted to just be able to nominate it. You know, I didn't even sure. I didn't even think I would make it into the finals. And you know, I don't I don't define myself by success, like external success, where I get trophies or I get like yeah. a, a medal. That's For sure. That's not why I do what I do. So that's, yeah, I understand, and I'm the same way. Yeah. It's uh, like I said, like I I feel as successful as I ever care to feel just doing what i'm doing now because i because i love it you know Beautiful. and uh I, man I've, I've shied away from opportunities to go and accept some kind of uh you know award or or um yeah you just... some, something for for you know business achievements and stuff like that because i that isn't what defines me or what defines our business um like you know i think we talked i think we talked about it briefly on the last time we, we spoke uh we were nominated for the supernova award. That's right. And a very special one. Like, yeah, it was. And I mean, it was an amazing honor to receive that, but there was part of me that was like, Oh man, like I don't want to, <laughs> I don't want to go up and accept this award. And, 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 you know, it's not that I'm, I'm not shy to speak to people or to speak to a crowd. It's nothing to do with that. It's like, it's that feeling of like, I, I don't need this award or this recognition to define me or what I do. So part of me feels a little bit awkward and uncomfortable about accepting it because it's like, you know, I, I don't want to say it doesn't mean anything to me. I'm, I'm very proud of it and I'm yes. very honored by it, yes. but I, I don't need that to feel like I've accomplished something. Mm -hmm. So there's something about accepting it that is, it does feel slightly awkward. You know, mm -hmm. there are people who I know would be more excited about that than maybe anything that's ever happened to them. Yeah. And, um, that's okay. You know, that's okay. It's totally okay. Like I, I'm, I'm excited for people who have that experience and that is something that does define them. That's totally fine. I'm just not that person. Yes. So there's this, there is this slight awkward feeling in, in accepting something like that for that same reason, because mm -hmm. it's like, I might be a little more passive about it than somebody who would be just like losing their mind about that opportunity um, and so it, it just, it, it creates a strange feeling sometime. And, and like you said about yourself, like, that's not why you do it. No. That's not what defines you, you know, within, you know, your efforts to do what you're doing. Yeah. And um, it's just something that happens along the way. Yeah. And what is one vote, right? It's just, it's based on multiple votes. So it's, but, just... Hey, one vote, you never know. One vote can, it can tip the scale. Sure. So, yeah, 
I got. It's, I didn't even know I made it into the the finals. But somebody else sent it to me over social media, and I was like, "What?" And then, you should make the finals. You've got a great show, and uh, podcasts are a really interesting thing. And and they're so they're so broad, um, and and like the subject matter of them can be so specific yeah. or so general. And I personally like. Uh, I actually had a conversation yesterday um, with a guy who's interested in, in having me on on his podcast, yeah. and uh, he kind of said like, I, I was a little hesitant at first, you know, not sure if I was going to do it or not. And, mm. and he kind of said like, you know, I just like to have a conversation and, and let it flow and see where it goes. And yeah. right away I was like, okay, I'm into that. Like I have done a few podcasts and that's generally been the the format very much like, like what we're doing right now. Yeah. You start chatting and, and the conversation naturally takes its course. And uh, I think that's great. Mm. And you know, the fact that that's sort of the, the focus primarily of what you're doing, just sort of like free conversation it's amazing. And, and I feel like, uh, I, I learn as much or more from those type of podcasts than something that is like really specific to a topic. Yeah. Sometimes listening to a very focused and specific subject can become like, uh, like studying almost, you know, mm. you're, you're trying to absorb a lot of information in, in one particular area and it can become, uh, it, it starts, it's like kind of in one ear out the other sometimes mm-hmm. where it's just like, listen to a conversation that goes all kinds of directions and all of a sudden it'll take a, a total, you know, 180 <laughs> and, and it's like, Oh, like I didn't see that coming or something, you know, controversial will come up and it's kind of exciting or racy or whatever. And uh, yeah, it, yeah, it's, it's, it's cool. And I mean, you're doing that and I think it's great. So and you deserve to be up there. And there's also a lot of other people that do amazing podcasts in town. We have like, there's a, I would say there's a community for that. <clears throat> there's a lots of totally. people who do it too. Yeah, it's a it's an amazing thing that's kind of uh I mean it's so big now. Like I remember not that long ago that the idea of a podcast was a totally foreign thing to me anyways. <laughs> like what what is this? Like what is a podcast? Yeah, what's what a pod? Is that? Hey. What's what's the podcast? Like I don't get it, you mm-hmm. know? Uh and and now it's just like it's it's everything. Everybody everybody listens to podcasts in one way or another, you know? Yes. Um, especially for myself. Like I'm uh I'm not a, I'm not a huge reader. Um, I like reading, but, uh, it's, it's a bit of a struggle for me, uh, in a few ways. And, um, but I love learning. I love learning. I love researching. I find if I, if I have an interest in something, I want to immerse myself in it so fully and know everything I can about it. Yes. Um, and sometimes it's hard for me to read extensively on, on a particular subject. So a podcast is great. You know, you can, you can obtain uh, and, and retain so much knowledge. Um, and a lot of the time you're just listening to something like we're doing. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure how much knowledge we're dropping on people right now, but, you know, uh, s- someone can just listen to a conversation and, and learn something. Like I've, I've been able to recite countless facts to people that I've overheard in a podcast and uh, yes. you know, really interesting, whether it's an interesting tidbit or, or something that you really uh, practice uh, once you've learned it like you know it's, yeah. a, it's a great medium for it mm-hmm. I agree yeah okay I got a couple more questions and I'll let you go tonight I, I cool. wanted to Let's talk the uh, you back on hot ones right obviously you yeah. made it season 13 congratulations on that amazing and the one that stands out to me because I don't know I feel like I feel connected to it it's like uh, Matthew McConaughey right yeah um, that was a good one yeah <laughs> it's like how how does that feel for you that you know 
you were on that show and he sits there and he eats your sauce and then he does a shout out to Thunder Bay. Hey, I know this guy. And I'm sorry, yeah. I don't know the, the, the person. I'm sorry, I, I lost that in my show notes. But Yeah, yeah, no, that's okay. Um, it's... Uh, It's, it's a crazy experience, honestly. Like, it's happened a few times with, with different guests over, over the last few seasons we've done. And, um, yeah, it's kind of weird. Like, so, like, you know, Matthew McConaughey in particular, like, I've been watching, you know, him in movies since I was a kid. You know, like, yes. I love Dazed and Confused. And, and, like, he's one of those actors that everybody kind of just knows. Like, he's been in so many roles that, you know, whether you can – rattle off all the movies he's in or not you know him as an actor and so to see such a familiar face and such a familiar character interacting with your product yes. and especially like so the current setting because of covid all these celebrities are streaming from their home yes so it's like all these people they have our product like in their fridge in their kitchen of their house you know yes and so that like adds an extra level of connection yeah. to it it's like it's not just on a table in a studio that they step into it for an hour and then leave. It's like, it's in their house. I'd love to think they put it in their fridge when they're done and they keep eating it. Yeah. Some of them might just throw them out because they don't love the hot sauces or whatever, but <laughs> either way it's, it's, it's in that person's home. And uh, I, I don't have like a really strong uh, interest in celebrities. Like I'm, okay. I don't, uh, I, I think I'm kind of a, a running joke around here because You know, some people at the shop will, will be talking about a movie or, or a celebrity or, or a, a popular current musician. And I'm like, I have never heard of this person before. Mm. I'm just not super attached to kind of like pop culture. Yeah, yeah. Um, but when it's somebody like that, who's kind of uh, timeless in a way, I'll, I'll say like yeah, so many been around through. Yeah, exactly. Um, it, it's definitely cool. And then for, for that person to then go to the next level and kind of shout out thunder bay mm. and and you know take that extra step and 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 like you know he he addressed a specific person he knows from thunder bay yeah. so it's kind of a trip for everybody we get tons of people you know commenting and messaging us like oh my god like matthew mcconaughey ate your sauce and he talked about thunder bay it's so cool <laughs> like, you guys are putting thunder bay on the map and like people get so excited about it and yes. honestly that to me i i can truly say is is the most exciting part is the response of the community getting so excited about seeing a famous person talk about us or about Thunder Bay. Mm -hmm. um, that, that to me is, is more exciting for sure than the celebrity themselves saying what they say. Ah, um, okay. It's just cool. It's cool to watch people. It kind of feels like when we're on the show, it feels like we've gone to the Olympics and we're representing our community. <laughs> yes. There. I we're, like that comparison. Yeah. That's what it feels like. It's like, it feels like we've put our product in, in a spotlight on, on kind of like a, a world stage and people from anywhere have a chance to see it and interact with it. And then when, when something is said about it, it, it brings some recognition to to our city and our community in a really positive way, which is not always what happens, unfortunately. Mm. Um, you know, people tend to gravitate towards some of the negative things that, that surface in the news about, about the city. And uh, if, if we can, you know, do something that, that creates a reaction that's positive. Yes. Uh, I'm so, I'm so for that. I'm so, so powerful. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's positive. It's fun. It's exciting. Nobody watches hot ones and is like, man, I wish I hadn't done that. I'm in a bad mood. Now, you know, <laughs> It's like it's uplifting. 
or 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 you're neutral about it at at the worst you know mm. um so yeah I, I think it's great and and i i'm shocked that we're doing this for a third time i honestly didn't expect that to happen and i i truly now don't know like is there is there even a chance that we'll do this again or is is three times like all right we're already kind of mm. we're, we're we're pushing it that we we've done this a third time now so i have no idea what will happen going forward but uh yeah I'm up for the ride again if it happens. Absolutely. Let's leave it like that. Did you did you ever reach out to somebody like when they tasted and the sauce? Let's say Matthew, he he tasted it. Would you like? Would you feel compelled to reach out to him and say, "Hey, thank you, appreciate." Um, I can't say that we have directly tried to reach out to anybody that's been on the show. Um, There, there has been a couple times where a guest has come on the show and then we've received, I'm trying to remember who it was the last time um, we received an order uh, like through our online store. And there's an area where like the customer can leave a, a little message or a note mm. and they said like, Oh, Hey, my, uh, my buddy. And I, I don't remember who the, who the person was at the moment. They're like, Oh, my friend so-and-so uh, told me about this sauce and then I had to try it. Uh, you know, so I, I got to grab some. And, and then I was like, okay. Like at the time when I read who the, the, the famous person was, I was like, okay, like, I don't know if this is legit or not. And then in that particular scenario, the, uh, the address of the person ordering it was, um, somewhere like in Los Angeles. So I was like, well, you know, there's a chance maybe, maybe this, this, you know, uh, person who's friends with this celebrity is, is truly like, you know, trying to access our product, you know, by way of recommendation from them. So, I mean, yeah. that's a cool thing to hear for sure. And then we actually ended up, uh, we ended up speaking to, uh, the, the individual that Matthew Connay, uh, called out that, and, and said that he, uh, that he knew, um, we actually ended up connecting with them on social media yeah. and, uh, yeah, he's a, he's a, a fairly well-known person as well. And, uh, it's funny, we, we had a, we exchanged, you know, uh, a brief conversation and in it, he was referring to, he's like, yeah, I, I, I called Matthew yesterday and, and thanked him for the shout out for our hometown. <laughs> it's like, it's a weird experience, you know, talking to somebody who's referring to somebody who's that famous, very casually, like, oh yeah, I just called him up last night and we yeah. talked about this, you know? So it's kind of a, kind of a weird thing to be in, in some indirect way involved in, mm -hmm. um, Does yeah, the, the celebrity world is is a is a kind of a big mystery to me. So having any connection to it, even just by association through a product, is uh, it's a, it's a strange experience for sure. Yeah, but it's cool. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Does it feel like reality? No, a lot of the time it doesn't. Okay. So tomorrow, the Undertaker is the guest. Yeah, which is which is crazy. Like. I, I was never a huge fan of wrestling growing up, um, but it was a huge thing when I was growing up. Like I can confidently say probably all of my friends growing up were like obsessed with wrestling. Yeah. So I know a lot of these, you know, characters and, and everything very well just because of that. So like the 12 year old inside of me is like freaking out that the undertaker is going to eat our hot sauce. You know, it's, it's just a weird very kind of surreal experience. Yeah. Was he your, your favorite pick for when you played video games, wrestling, you played the undertaker all the time. Actually, you know what? So while I wasn't a big fan of wrestling, I do remember playing some of like the WrestleMania games. Yeah. 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 And yeah, I think he actually was one of the few characters that, that I did kind of play because, <laughs> uh, 
he stands out a little bit, I guess, you know, like his whole attire was very, yeah. you know, interesting and unique. And uh, yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised if he kind of was one of the, one of the co-to, but yeah, it's weird, man. It's a, uh, it's a very strange and we don't know who the guests are going to be. Mm. That's, that's one big misconception. People think that because we're on the show that we're somehow like in on the whole thing. We have no idea. Every week we learn about the guest just like everybody else does. Okay. So it's probably the most exciting part of the whole experience is every, every, the first season we did, um, they, there was no announcement about it in advance. The episode would start and the celebrity was revealed. So it was like, Oh, look, who's about to go through this you know, mm. experience. And then the last season we did, and as well as this season um, on Mondays by way of social media, they would announce who the guest is going to be for the upcoming episode on Thursday. So a little bit of an advanced uh, reveal, but still exciting because now we look forward to yes. finding out on Monday who we're going to sit down and watch on the, on the show on Thursday. So, Ooh. yeah. That's hard it's to wait crazy. that long. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's exciting for sure. <laughs> Love it. The yeah. last thing I want to talk to you about today is the... It's a combination of the advertising you do locally, the productions you do with Westford production, yeah. and then um, how natural and how amazing it is, and how it all comes together. I uh, I want to tell you that you know when I check in on social media, and I'm on social media, and then I see what comes out of there, and it's produced right here, or produced yeah. produced right here, and then you you know, and then you, there's some behind the scene shots and you know i oh that's damien i know him and then yeah. there's other people i don't know but mm -hmm. I, i learn about them it's like it's so fascinating yeah that uh so that's kind of a new um new direction we've gone pretty recently in terms of you know we're, we're kind of sort of trying to elevate our our game a little bit on on the uh, the advertising and the marketing We, we've always tried to take um, a bit of a different approach to marketing rather than just taking out ads and magazines and newspapers and billboards. Like those are, you know, there's nothing wrong with doing that, but at, that's very, um, it's very commonplace. You know, mm. we've, we've tried to stand out a little bit and, and advertise in alternative ways. So, you know, we sponsor sports teams and musicians and, and bands and, um, you know, we have like a, we have a, a guy, a local guy who races, um, like, uh, like dirt track, uh, you know, modified dirt track car racing. And, and actually, uh, we have a, a guy who races motocross, who is now actually one of our employees, but he started out as, as an athlete that we sponsored, you know, yeah. we sponsored his bike. And like, so we, we try and, uh, find interesting ways of advertising and marketing through, Uh, non-conventional I, I shouldn't say non-conventional all those things I just mentioned advertisement is a huge part of those businesses but we as a as a food company are are trying to like there's not a lot of food companies that are sponsoring bands mm. and, and, that's true and, you know what I mean yeah like it's not a it's not super common so we're trying to stand out a little bit in that way so you know we sponsor a band that goes on tour all around the world And they're out there handing out our product to, to fans in all these different cities and countries in some cases. And, you know, we have 
we do promotions through them. So like they're promoting our brand by way of, of providing our product to people and we're supporting them both financially and with, with product and, and things that can sort of help their, uh, their journey doing what they're doing. So yeah. it's just a little bit of a less traditional means of advertising and it's been really successful and we've, we've captured fans from demographics that otherwise we wouldn't organically reach. Like, mm-hmm. you know, we, we, we work with a band who goes on tour and they're giving out our product to, you know, uh, teenagers, people in their early mid twenties, uh, that are like really into music. They might not be on social media looking for the best hot sauce that's out there, yeah. but then they get our product, they try it, they love it. Uh, and then they they're now a customer you. and they're yes. now a fan, you know, and, We've done some cool collaborations with some some really great uh, you know, Canadian artists and stuff like that. Um, so that's always been the approach we've had. But when it comes to more uh, like produced content, like video, yes. uh, photography, all that kind of stuff, we haven't we haven't gotten too deep into that until very recently. We're starting to to diversify a little bit mm. more and and you know uh, invest a little bit more into that. So you know we did these these videos with, with Westport productions. And I mean, those guys are awesome. They're hilarious. So good. Yeah. They I mean, they make really great quality content and they do it um, with this really awesome sort of uh, casual humor. Like there, there's like a, a humorous element in almost everything I've seen them do, but it's, it's very tasteful. It's not yeah. silly or goofy. It, it's like, it's, it's good. It's, it's mm-hmm. genuinely funny. Uh, I, I find anyways, I really appreciate it. And yes. uh Nancy has a really strong interest and focus on, you know, photography and video and all that kind of stuff. So it's been a really fun project for her to sort of take on. She's, she's really kind of uh, taken that on as, as a big part of what she's doing here these days. And, you know, working with those guys is great. It's kind of the first, the first uh, real involvement we've had with, with that type of, uh, of promotion. And we've just done a couple so far, uh, but they were super fun and people loved seeing them. Yes, it's so good. yeah, we've got some more stuff in the works with them. Actually, we've Ooh. got uh, yeah, we've got we've got some fun stuff coming up that I, I can't really I can't really <laughs> talk about too much. But uh, I'll, I'll I'll tease a little bit and say we do have some uh, mm. some things in the works uh, that are going to start happening uh, before too long, very soon actually. Um, and and we're we got some fun some fun video content planned that'll that'll help share some of it. Nice. Um, that I'm actually really excited about, and I know I know the guys at, uh, at Westport are are working hard on it already. So it'll be uh, it'll be cool for everybody to see. I hope. Mm. <laughs> I'm sure it will be, but yeah. yeah, it is. It's so nice. Yeah, it's- and I mean, it's we're working with another amazing local business, right? Yeah. Any anytime we have a chance to support another local company with what we do, and we don't have a lot of opportunities to do that, unfortunately, because the nature of what we do, um, a lot of the materials that we require to produce our products, mm. we can't source them locally. Uh, you know, nobody's manufacturing bottles in Thunder Bay and yeah. uh, you can't grow limes in Thunder Bay. Uh, mm. You can't grow produce period for most of the year. So we, we have to rely on partnerships with businesses outside of our community, you know, for the most part. But when we do have an opportunity to work with another local business, um, we always, you know, jump at it and, and love to do so. So yeah. we're, we're very lucky that we can produce, like we've worked with Damien for, for years, uh, for, you know, photography. He's done a bit of video work for us as well. Um, the fact that we can, uh, get quality content like that 
produced locally is amazing. Like not everybody would have that opportunity. So to be able to have, you know, to work with him as a photographer and then, then to work with the guys from Westport for this type of like sort of a scripted uh, type video um, mm. is, is really amazing. And, and the stuff that they're, they're all putting out is, is phenomenal. And, and people are, are definitely excited to see that kind of collaboration happening. So yes. it's definitely, uh, it, it's a big part of why we like to do it. It's just support more, more local creative people. And, uh, and there's phenomenal what they do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's great. I love it. Yeah, man. Okay. Um, I'm kind of good. Are you good? I'm good. This was fun. I, uh, I always, I always, uh, go into these things with a, a slight amount of, uh, I don't want to say regret, but that part of me that I said is, is not always the most, uh, you know, wanting to be outgoing. Yeah. I have a moment where I'm like, oh man, okay, I got to do this. But, but <laughs> I always have a blast. It, it's, it's truly fun and I would do it. I would do it anytime. Hey, so I'm glad that you wanted to chat again. The, 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 your time is valuable. I totally understand. And I, I appreciate you making that time tonight and you, you shared your amazing insight on anything you do. Well, you know, thank you. Like the fact that, uh, the fact that you felt I was somebody uh, that would be interesting to talk to you know, for a second time even is, uh, it, it's very flattering and, and I truly appreciate it. And, you know, uh, for yourself too, you're, you're a busy man. You got a lot on the go and you got a long list of people that I'm sure you'd love to talk to. So for me to be on that list is, uh, it's, it's really awesome. And I appreciate it. Thank you so much, Al. And cool. well, I'm sure we will speak again. And, uh, when, when the world is in a better place, uh, I want to have you over here to our, our new shop and show you around and uh, mm. we'll, we'll shoot a game of skee ball together and uh, see if you can hit some of those fifties. Yeah, maybe. And then, and then I played the drums too, right? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I'm going to get the drums over here first, but I'll work on that in the meantime and uh, we'll see how that goes. I see you got a guitar in the background there. So we yeah. can get a little, uh, yeah. get a little two piece band situation going on. And uh, mm-hmm. there's a few musicians here in the group actually. Nice. I know, uh, I know one of them is a drummer, so that, that might not work out so well having, uh, two drummers, but, uh, mm. we'll make something happen for sure. I we got all kinds of yeah. things we can, uh, you know, create makeshift instruments with here. So we'll, we'll make some noise in, in one way or another. I like it. I love it. Cool. All right. Thank you so much. Uh, all right, man. I wish you a wonderful night. You too. And, uh, enjoy the rest of your week and have a great weekend. Thank you, Al. You as well. All the very all right. best. Cheers. Bye-bye. Signing off.